This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Of course, the website actually allows you to influence the things We'll talk about on the air over the weekend, the first uh, item we ran out the gate with was on our front page at freetalklive.com. And it was there because of listeners like you going and opening your own account and cre- uh, creating show prep suggestions, interesting articles, uh, you know, links to videos, audio, that sort of thing. Other things that our listeners would like. And so then they, if they like them, they vote them up. If they don't like them, they'll vote them down and you can vote up and down as well. And the most popular items make it to the top of the website, meaning we're more likely to see them and use them on the air. Now, a uh, story that hit the news pretty big today is the Rand Paul thing. And and I have been a critic of uh, of Rand Paul, and I will continue to be a critic of, uh, of Rand Paul as long as he continues to be unprincipled in his delivery of the Liberty message. However, I did want to discuss, uh, you know, kind of the double-edged sword that is Rand Paul, because here we are with tremendous level of exposure for the word libertarian. I'm imagining, I'm looking here, Rand Paul search 1,500 articles from a, a news search on Google. Uh, 1,500 articles. That's a pretty big splash. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. He's hitting front pages of websites. He's getting interviews. I saw you, uh, Wayne, watch, uh, watching an interview of him. I presume that was recent yes, that you were watching. this morning. So making a big splash in the media... I'm imagining that the word libertarian is used uh, likely very frequently along with Rand Paul because mm-hmm. he's he's not going he's not going to hide from that word he he really can't. Can I've he? also heard people refer to him as a principled paleoconservative as well. I would uh, you know I I'm, I'm I'll go for that definition. So I, you know I just wanted to yeah in fact all all 1500 articles have the word libertarian in it so yeah every single mention of Rand Paul the term libertarian is mentioned and some although sometimes his father is is mentioned in the article also as the libertarian so depending on oh, how you really? did the search it could be that the word libertarian is being used to refer to his father. That's true. Uh, yeah, there's one uh, article here that says the libertarianism long espoused by his father, but again, associating him with the, the term libertarian. And I think that's that's fine because that's kind of what libertarian has become. You know, the, the, the unprincipled smaller government people are what the, the term libertarian has come to define. And I'm, I'm com- still kind of coming to terms with that. But nonetheless, I, I just wanted to put this out there. As... I don't know how it is that you don't realize that. I mean, back when you called yourself a libertarian, that's what you were. You were not the principled, no government voluntarist, not no coercive government voluntarist. Well, no, no, guy no. no. That just because today. I didn't understand how it worked didn't mean I didn't. Or just because I didn't understand some of the, the the details of implementation of some market ideas, market replacements for government, uh, because I hadn't come that far, didn't mean that I didn't understand what I signed when I said that I would not use force on uh, on people, that, uh, that I would not support or advocate uh, aggressive force, the initiation of force. And that's why when I came to the immigration issue so long ago and I found out that my personal viewpoint was in conflict with that principle, I decided to look further 
and educate myself as to, well, why it is that I feel this way. But on the other hand, I've said this and I, I looked at those and I rejected the initiation of force because that's what I swore to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't see that coming from and Maybe Rand Paul has never you know taken such an oath. Maybe he, he has never really well, been a, a true that, libertarian. I don't know that most most people look at what they believe and then decide what they are and they don't necessarily modify what they believe for it. Now, you can talk to them about it and convince them but the fact that they took an oath on a website doesn't mean mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i just i just don't think that that fits into the scenario and some people uh, people a lot of people evolve over time too but you know it, it's course. everybody does i hope but Rand paul's rhetoric obviously if, if his voting record actually matches his rhetoric which very few do uh, that would be a, a huge step in the right direction. Obviously, it wouldn't be the optimal uh, situation, but mm-hmm. so many politicians, whether it's Reagan or Obama now, have this rhetoric in their campaign, but then they get in office, they do just the opposite. So I'm more concerned over that right now than I am. Uh, if he can just follow his rhetoric, and his voting record follow his rhetoric, I'd be I think pretty happy. It seems pretty likely to me. I mean, he's... <laughs> I. Just because of the, I guess the family name, um, you know, Ron Paul being probably the most principled guy in, in the U.S. Uh, House. By far. It seems to me that Rand's going to get a lot of, uh, of, of that kind of, uh, you know, that's, that's the way he's going to be about it. I, I think that, you know, the, the fact is, Rand, the, the biggest problem that Ian had with him was his stance on the Afghan war. Is that right? Uh, and immigration. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his father essentially takes both of those same stance. I believe that Ron Paul voted for the war in Afghanistan. I'm reasonably certain that he did. And he believes... I don't think Ron Paul wanted to continue the war in Afghanistan. Because at the time, they, they were going after bin Laden. That was the premise. And I don't know and, if his son does either. I don't recall exactly what uh, what he said. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen the, the footage. I, I heard him say the other day that if you were going to go into Afghanistan, that there should be a former dec- formal declaration of war... Unlike what we have now where the president's kind of a dictator and just sends people off to war. Let me tell you, I think that the guy says a lot of good things. There's no doubt about it. It's just that when it comes to me endorsing a politician, which is (laughs) a detestable thing for me to do, uh, I want that person to be principled. And I want that person to come out and uh, and take a principled position. And I think immigration is probably one of his worst issues. Uh, I'm a little muddy on the Afghanistan thing, but the immigration position is pretty clear. I mean, the guy wanted to build helipads and do border enforcement. Yeah, you that know, doesn't I, sound I very wonder, small government or uh, peaceful right. to me. You're right, but I wonder how much of that has been uh, in the, for a Republican audience. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what bothers me, too. Because yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, that doesn't motivate him. Yeah. That sounds to me like being dishonest. I mean, if, if, if you're pandering in order to win, which is what politicians do— mm-hmm. Uh, then that doesn't set him apart in my book. That just, while he may be good on a number of issues, that I that leaves a real nasty taste in my mouth, and that makes me not want to give any money to this guy. I did I did give some money to Ron Paul because I felt like he was making a pretty big splash, and you know, truth be told, this guy is making a big splash at it's least a huge right splash. now. Huge. Right now, he's making a big splash. Whether it will continue or not, we'll, we'll see. Well, no. we'll see. It seems to it. It seems it seems like he's going to get elected to the Senate. It's Kentucky, which is a pretty much a red state. Mm-hmm. He could. Uh, he's won the primary. He could probably take a nap um, until November and and walk away Maybe. with this. Maybe. 
I mean, his message is going to be—it's going to be a strong liberty message in a lot of areas. There's no doubt about it. He's very against the federal reserve. What he has to do at this point is not step in it, and then he's got six years to to, to continue to do what it, you know to to be. Right. The and Senate, he doesn't need the my Senate support. The is, is a more conservative area. No, he doesn't my need ten your bucks. Verbal, he doesn't need my ten bucks. Money. I mean, I gave his father a few hundred dollars, but uh, I, I really just—I don't feel even with the big splash here, I still don't feel motivated to support this guy because of the vitriol. Uh, towards immig- immigration, and maybe he's not being vitriolic, uh, I guess, in his words, but the idea of uh, immigration enforcement and how I don't like the idea of stepping it up. Fences uh, right, right, and moats yeah. or whatever the heck it is yeah. that he proposed. It was crazy talk. It, it, it did sound that way, but like Wayne said, it's a, a, it's a politics game, yeah. and he's he's got to play it. That's I'm excited about it. him winning, um, and I think that it... It was a I good think, win, 60% almost, right? I think yeah. what it shows is a sea change in America. I think that, and, and he said it, he said that this is a win for the team. Tea party, and it really is a win for the Tea Party. The what real, is the Tea the Party? Tea party that is. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 the Tea Party is somewhere in the world between Republican and fiscal conservative, and I, I don't know what it's going to end up or like like or anything like that. But it does show Americans are more interested in that, and zeitgeist matters. All right, so so should we get him on the show because I want to hold his feet to the fire on immigration? Why not? That'd be great. But you yeah. know, I want to make a point here, Ian, about this too. Because well, the, the reason for that yeah. is because, like with the Ron Paul campaign. This guy's campaign is going to be the way to bring people to a true liberty message. And so if we can uh, glom on and bring people over to our ideas of a voluntary society and getting rid of the federal government, you know, bring him on and have him answer questions about secession and stuff like that and and talk about – uh, real liberty with this guy and see where if he, he comes wants down. anything to do with you at this point. I mean, now he's won the primary. What does he care about you and your your little piddly show Probably at doesn't. this point? Probably doesn't care. So, I mean, unless he cares about the support of uh, the audience of this show, which I think can be fairly significant. Not to say that uh, I'm in control of my audience or anything Rand Paul like that. just won the general election yesterday. I, I, you know, I, I don't see any yeah. reason why he has to come on your show now. Okay, that's fine. Uh, 800-259-9231. I, I don't see any reason why he would either. 1-800-259-9231. Unless he has uh, sees value in reaching thousands of so-called libertarians. 1-800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Wayne, we'll get to your uh, thoughts here in a moment. It is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com features including our listening options. You've got live streams that are available around the clock, as well as our listen lines. You can call in from any phone that can dial long distance, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. With today's high gas prices, the first thing you should do is get your car tuned up to run smoother, right? Well, what about your body's engine? Makes your energy level plunge, your fuel drop, and all you want to do is take a nap? Well, now there's a way to tune up your body, too. I swear by it, it's called Nature B, and here's Mike Buck all the way from Hawaii with more. Hello there, Free Talk Live, and boy, are you right, Mark. Everybody's system needs a tune-up from time to time. 
No good, though, reaching for that caffeine or sugar day after day after day. It'll kickstart you for sure, but that's temporary. Nature Bee is the fuel you really need because it's pure natural energy in these capsules. No artificial highs or those inevitable letdowns later, just a continuous boost of natural energy all day long. So Nature Bee's natural. Where's it come from? High up in the southern Alps of clean, green New Zealand. It's plant pollen collected by the famous honeybees. Most potent, powerful energy answer ever, ever known to man. It's tiredness and sluggishness gone. You get more starting power, and what you need these days, much more staying power. So it's natural, and it works, and it's not expensive? How do, how do folks order Nature Bee? Yeah, how about that for great deals? All right, look, <laughs> it does work, and it's not expensive. Six-month supply, ninety nine ninety five plus delivery. We're going to bonus three, three Talk Live listeners three more months for free. Now it's nine for the price of six right to your door. All you got to do is make the toll-free call to Auckland, New Zealand, one 834 8355 all the way to NZ, 866 834-8355. Or if you're listening to Free Talk Live online, Nature Bee is online at naturebee.com. Okay, folks. Now, you can be just like me and order your Nature Bee today. Call right now at 866-834-8355 or go online to naturebee.com. All right. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, when well, you're going to tell us about a poop test <laughs> Yes, for I dogs. Am. And we'll see where that's coming from and what that's all about. Uh, But we're still talking about this uh, Rand Paul guy who we... Have you ever had him on your interview series, Mark? Yes. You have. Okay. All right. It was shortly before you began, you, you had a uh, you, you had a breakdown over uh, his, uh, some video that, that you saw that he Yeah, well, did. anybody that's advocating building helicopter pads and uh, trying to keep damn illegals out, uh, I have I have issues with. And it's, it's, an, it's a big enough issue to where I just can't feel like i can support the guy now i'm willing to change my mind on that but as you say mark you know what the heck does he care about uh about little old free talk live and our 77 radio stations that we have 60 plus of them on saturday nights i mean certainly we could put him on there and i I imagine that he still wants to raise some money even though he is likely like you say i mean if it's a republican area he's the only republican on the ballot uh it's likely money for six years from now too so but i mean yeah political campaigns aren't just going to stop raising money because they think they're going to win that's what they do so maybe he could raise a little bit of money if he came on here and wowed some of our principled uh, listeners, the people that understand what liberty really is. Now, Wayne, you had uh, wanted to comment something about Rand, and we didn't have time for it. Yeah, first of all, uh, he has embraced the downsized D.C. agenda, which was, yeah. is the uh, Read the Bills Act and the One Subject at a Time Act, which I would support. Uh, if you're going to have a Congress, that would be a good thing to have. Now, Jim Babka from Downsized D.C. couldn't even get Ron Paul to uh, get behind that one, right? Uh, I guess so. I, I didn't hear that, but this is the first I heard of that. But I know Rand Paul was very enthusiastic. Well, no one about has sponsored it, point. and it was not certain. If, if no one has sponsored it, that means Ron Paul wouldn't. But Rand Rand promised to do such, oh, yes, such a thing. He did. So that I like. And then the immigration issue, I think, is not as cut and dry as a lot of people believe. I think it's it's one of these hysterical issues in the media that gets people all upset sure and, and gets them to beg for tyranny. Because yeah. what happens is they say you're not protecting the borders, and you got tens of millions of people pouring over the border. I don't, I don't believe, and I haven't believed from the beginning, that this is a natural, organic immigration-type thing. I was in California in the 80s. I watched 8 to 10 million people pour into California, and it was as if they just kind of opened the door and looked the other way, when, and a lot of people came in, and basically what they're doing is, if you look at all the rhetoric and you see how they've manipulated the public over the years with this, it's just a way, it's a divide-and-conquer strategy. It's a way to get people to beg for more tyranny. 
That's and what it's they're working. doing, and that's what they're doing. So to say, oh, I'm anti-immigration or pro-open uh, uh, borders, that's not the issue here. The issue is that this is not real. What's happening here is, is there's more here that meets the eye with the immigration issue. Well, okay, so what is the issue if it's not opening borders or not? I mean, what, what is the real issue with immigration, in your opinion? Well, Maybe I'm not understanding I think, I think the, the so-called illegals, whatever you want to call them, I, yeah, I, I love like, people. I hate that name. Yeah, I, I like do putting too. so-called in front of it. Yes, that's why I put so-called. Uh, it's basically it, it's it's their political weapons is what they are. It, it's it's designed to divide and conquer. It, it's a way to get people all upset. So they're going to beg for all these thugs, these these uh, bases on the borders and these fences. You know mm-hmm. what happens historically when they put fences on borders is to keep people and capital in. It's you not to keep in, yeah, people right out, north, like North Korea. Right. So so this is you have people begging for more uh, for guarding the borders when that's not really the real issue because. Well, you know, what I'd like to see is if Rand Paul is willing to change the uh, perception or change his uh, his way of approaching that because if he really is just pandering mm-hmm. and really does believe in freedom I don't I'll, I'm going to take points off of him because he was being dishonest but I understand that well he probably wouldn't have gotten through the primary had he not pandered on that so it's a, it's a, that's a tough position to be in you're engaging yeah. in this political game where in order to get these uh, these people that are less than informed on certain issues to come out and vote for you uh, you, you pander to them I think it's a shame if, but if he, if he really does feel of a more pro liberty viewpoint now would be a good time for him to come out right now would be a good time sure. for him to uh, to start talking about sure that. but there's a few other factors too for example Mexico is is in um, almost collapse stage they've got so much corruption even more than here. And um, what's happening is there, there's there's all these wars between the drug traffickers and the government, and it's spilling over the border to some mm-hmm. degree, too. And there's even, there's in Texas, I've been read, read articles that there's even Mexican military helicopters that have been spotted in Texas, because that's that's how bad it's getting. So when someone says, well, I support helipads, you know, there, I'm wondering what, what their intention is, because is a, is a helipad to prevent you know, helicopters coming in from Mexico? Or is it to uh, to round up so-called illegals? I mean, I don't support that either. I, I support freedom as well. It sounded to me, when I heard the clip, it sounded to me like he was talking about some kind of increased border enforcement. Sort of the bring the troops home from Iraq and put them on the border mentality, helipads, uh, moats. I don't remember all the th- alligators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows what it was right. he was proposing. But it was definitely uh, a very anti-freedom message. But, and so but, I, I just... You know, I just can't get behind, and I'd love to get behind somebody like, a, you know, Dr. Mary Ruart or some. I can't imagine Dr. Mary Ruart, who was running for the uh, the Libertarian Party presidential candidacy in 2008. She was beaten by Bob Barr, which is a damn shame. Uh, she would have gotten a lot more votes than Barr, too. Barr doesn't have principles. Right. And uh, Barr didn't get any, with his pandering, all of his pandering, Barr didn't do any better than it did slightly better than Harry Brown did in the year 2000, another libertarian presidential candidate who was far more principled uh, in his message. Mm-hmm. So if it were Dr. Mary Ruart and she was asked a question about immigration, I know she would approach it from a, a position of compassion instead of some sort of uh, increased enforcement and violence of the state. And that's the kind of candidate that I could get excited about. I just don't see anybody like that. Maybe right. John well, Jennis was a little John pretty Dennis good. Was better. He was better. better than Rand Paul. So if I was going to give somebody money, it would be him. Oh, By the way, did he win? Um, the, the, the primaries aren't on the same days. I and I, I did give him money. All right, we're going to come back with more here. Uh, plus, I think Christine is with us. She wants to talk about Rand Paul. We'll uh, talk to her as well. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Welcome to share your thoughts on Rand Paul or anything goes. It is Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's 1-800-259-9231, and tonight it's Ian here. Oh, let me turn on Wayne's mic. My bad. Try that. And Wayne. <laughs> and Mark. All right, 800-259-9231, our website. You go to freetalklive.com. You enjoy it for free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. We give you what they give you behind their paywall free. At freetalklive.com. Now, you can help voluntarily support the show by going to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the idea is a simple one, that uh, you send in three bucks a month to the show. We take that, reinvest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board so they can be exposed to the ideas of freedom. And maybe with this uh, Rand Paul's campaign success, maybe we'll eventually end up bringing some people that encounter the term libertarian, learning about it through Rand Paul, and then finding the next step. There you go. There is that next step. So, uh, so Mark, if, if you want to get him on the show, I'll leave that in, in your hands. I, I, I still don't – I just am not excited enough to try to chase it, uh, chase it down myself. It's up to you if you want to bring him on. He wants to come on. I'll have him on. And we'll take your calls. Uh, if, I want to have him on you know, long enough to take some phone calls from, from our listeners. You're such a generous man, Ian. <laughs> no, I, I do my best here. I mean, we're talking about politicians here, Mark. All right, so let's let's go to Christine, listening in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Christine. Hi, Ian, Mark. Um, good to hear you. It's Christine Smith out hey, Christine. in Colorado. Wayne is and... here tonight, too. What's on your hey, Christine. Hi, Wayne. Hey, hi, Wayne. Sorry. No problem, Christine. <laughs> um, uh, I, frankly, in my opinion, I don't believe that Ron Paul is any, uh, any friend uh, to libertarian principle. Wait a minute, point, wait, clarification. You said Ron Paul. Did you mean Rand Paul? Rand or? Paul. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, um, Rand Paul. I think it's just because of the last name and the association with Ron Paul. I don't think he's a friend to libertarian principle, whether we're talking about domestic issues or international issues. And that's why I wrote an article actually called Stupid Libertarian Hoopla over Rand Paul. Hmm. And uh, I think that almost every single issue, um, this man is a conservative, and I don't know why all these libertarians, professed libertarians, are getting so excited. They like to be pride themselves on their individualism, yet they jump on a bandwagon just like an Obama head. They keep using the word <laughs> hope. They keep saying, oh, well, he might change. Let's have hope. They sound just as stupid and foolish as the people who supported Obama. And I think you can just go straight down the list. Like I said, international policy. You guys were talking about Afghanistan early. He is on record as saying that um, uh, had he been in that position, he would have gone to Congress, yes, and asked them to declare war, and he would have voted for it. When we, uh, we talk about immigration, you've already made the excellent point on where he's at on um, immigration. These are fundamental violations of what I think are libertarian principle. I don't know why libertarians would support it. Um, on, because uh, they're the desperate. Economy. Because Before you go yeah, on. They're desperate. Because you're they're right. desperate. That's what I put in my article. They, you're so, not you, but libertarians, some of them seem so desperate to want to claim some success 
they compromise, and they're compromising big time, in my opinion, with Rand Paul. Christine, I, I love you, Christine Smith. Mark is very upset here. Right, well, he, he's very I've, got upset. Some, I've got some questions. I don't know about very upset, but I do have some questions You're for shaking you. your head in the studio here. Right. Well, I'd, like to give, I'd like to give two more examples. Guantanamo. Okay, what libertarian would want those uh, it's uh, detainees to be tried in military tribunals? Oh, that's, that's right. I, I forgot that belongs. one. Thank you. That one what, about, what about marijuana? What's Rand Paul so afraid of that he wouldn't talk about? abolishing the federal laws he wouldn't i didn't hear that yeah he wouldn't gosh he would not he said he basically is one of those people well i might want to reform but i don't want to abolish it and i think even the issues that libertarians like he's a shadow he's a shadow of his father from what i can tell backpedal and i just think it's really sad that good libertarians who profess libertarianism say the right words but actions speak louder than words, and if you can compromise like this and fork over your support just because of the man's last name, you're either just completely gullible or you're very, you sure don't have, a, you're not objective or rational, and I think you're really going for the herd mentality. You want to feel a part of something bigger than you regardless of what it is. Now, Christine, yeah. I certainly agree with the, the the points that you made about Rand. If those if all those points are true, I don't know about the marijuana one, but I'll, I'm I'll adding take your Christine's word for blog it. to my aggregator right now. I don't know why I didn't have it there before. <laughs> and um, there you go. I you know I, I agree with you on those points. I think that uh, Rand Paul should change his opinion on those those points. But I guess I have um, some other other questions because this sounds like a more libertarian than thou situation. I think people tend to vote on a. You're continuum. either liberty minded or you aren't. I just well, like yeah, to be- exactly. You're either liberty minded, and I'm saying you. I'm completely derailed here. Thank yeah, you very much, you Ian. Deserve it. I would really like <laughs> to go on, Christina. I think that right. um, I think that people vote on a continuum. Some people say, you know, right. I can support a candidate that's seventy-five percent liberty. I can support a candidate that's eighty-five right. percent liberty, and you know, they pick their own little line. And I, I, I admit, there's problems with that particular activity. But if you're going to vote, you you're going to do that because the libertarians Absolutely don't. Absolutely not. No, the, you don't. Y- yes, no, you, you, do. you don't. Yes, you do. And here's the point: because no, liber- the libertarians why. don't always put up principled candidates. That's exactly right. They don't. And in those cases, if you have those principles, you don't vote for the lesser of two, three, four, five evils. You don't vote for anyone for that office if they're all damnable. Yeah, okay. I sure as hell so, did not vote for Bob Barr. So I've got a question. So I've got a question not. for you here, Christine. Do you believe that there is any legitimate role for a coercive government in the United States of America? I do. I am a minarchist. I then mean, I'm sorry. I can't support you, Christine. You believe in using... You believe in using violence on your neighbor. No, you I see, do not. I, no, I do not. That's, that's what government is. That is a misrepresentation by an anarchist of a minarchist. I am not an anarchist. I'm just well, a person who doesn't like believe one. in coercive, coercive force. So coercive force. Here's a, it is not coercive for self-defense, and I believe the only legitimate use of government um, force is for the defense of our liberties as individuals. Someone who would come and defend All right, so how are they funded, somebody? Christine? How are they funded then? I, I oppose the use of the taxations. I oppose all of it at the federal level. And I believe at that community level, yes, that's where we can support it. And I actually am much more support of those areas where it would be willingly and voluntarily supported. Because I believe if you really want something, you're going to support it. Well, I, agree, I agree, but it, and, until, you, until we started uh, talking about coercion, um, that's, that's when I get off the, uh, the train. But all I'm trying to point out, Christine, I'm not trying to, to roast you over the fire on that particular issue. What yeah, I'm trying to point out is that you may be 95% on that list of liberty. You may be 99%, yes, no, but I'm making a, a compromise to say I that you're, you sound that. like a that good candidate. A continuum. That is a continuum, but in my, uh, based upon who I am and the principles I have, I wouldn't support Rand Paul for anything. 
You know, awesome. Thank you, Christine. I, I appreciate hearing from I, you. Bye-bye. Thank Go you, ahead, there, Mark, with your I might, ramble. I might <laughs> what? Yeah. I might vote for the guy. I might give him a few bucks. I mean, I'm I'm still going to say that I think that uh, you know where I think he needs to improve. I'm going to say that you but are. That's all. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, and I'm glad and she see. brought the. I'm glad she brought up the Guantanamo thing and uh, the allegations about him on marijuana. That's shocking to me. I would think one, he would get that one. I mean, that's one of the more basic uh, liberty issues. One thing that I would like to point out, though, is that uh, because of the nature of talk radio, because of the nature of human beings in general, you find four things wrong with the guy, and they're not good things. I will point. I, I agreed, but the, he's got. 104 good things about him. We haven't spent much of any time of just mentioning them. You know, they might have been mentioned. The guy wants to get rid of the Federal Reserve. How does he feel about uh, state sovereignty? I suspect he's pretty, you know, pretty good on it. He Those also, are the two big issues for me. He also talked level. about eliminating, possibly eliminating the Federal Department of Education and Agriculture, which even Reagan talked about and never did. But the fact that he's open to that and yeah. he's he's been kind of raked over the coals by some of the media, like CNN this morning had. I wouldn't blame anybody for. Uh, I wouldn't blame anybody for in Kentucky for getting behind him or or voting for him. I understand the lesser of the two evils mentality, but what the man advocates is not something I can get behind. Plus, I also won't vote in federal elections anyway. So, you know, I don't. I don't participate. Don't consent. That's what I told the census lady. I told her I don't. I don't consent. Which, by the way, that video is now up at freekeen.com. They came around for their second visit this week. Uh, well, the second visit total this earlier this week. They came around, and uh, it was a, a wonderful little interaction. I had the most respect for this particular bureaucrat. Uh, that I, she was outstanding. She respected where I was coming from, was very nice, and respectfully went about her business, went on her way when I wouldn't give her any information. Well, she's got your GPS coordinates. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But Actually, any- I think that they, that that sort of fell through. The, the the census wasn't able to make that all work. I'm sure they've got some of it uh, cataloged somewhere. But- We're going to come oh, back yeah, with more do. here. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line dog poop test. We'll find out what that's all about here in a little bit. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231 and join us on our website. You can get news updates about the show. Whatever uh, you need to know, you'll know it first. If you're on our updates list, you can get on the email list, you can follow us on Facebook, you can do the Twitter thing. Uh, Just go to news.freetalklive.com and you will be presented with all three of those options and you can sign up with whatever ones you want. Uh, So get the the updates in the ways that work best for you. Free, of course, over at news.freetalklive.com. So let's continue taking your phone calls here. Rand Paul has generally been the subject of discussion so far, but of course you can bring up anything. John is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hey, John. John in New York. I hear somebody out there going once. John in New York. He's listening. John. Let's put him back on hold and try Jeremy in Alaska on the amp line. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, guys. Hey. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I was uh, thinking that... Y'all are a little off on the not supporting Rand Paul just because of the immigration thing. I mean, most of the country and most of their own states supports that law. 
Yeah, don't you don't know, don't I toss me into the boat with Ian. Yeah, on I this think one. Mark is uh, is a, a a big fan. I don't know about big fan, but I I think the guy he sure beats what the alternatives are, and I prefer to have uh, less arduous alternatives to to more arduous ones. <clears throat> Excuse well, me. As far as on the blogs and a lot of the chat rooms that I'm on and stuff like that, most of the libertarians are in support of that of the immigration law too, and you know. Yes, yeah, because they don't understand know, uh, freedom, apparently. Well, you know, it's still, you know, it's the, it's their state and it's they're the majority. So, uh, I mean, that that seems fair to me. Well, I it's mean, not their state. Uh, the well, state is nothing more than a concept and a, an idea. And even if the idea is, has some level of reality and that enough people believe in it to uh, manifest it to some extent, it's still not theirs. The people of Kentucky do not own or control the state. The state controls them. Well, that's but, uh, but I'm like uh, Mark, and I think most of you guys, you know, whether you agree with them 100%, I don't think you're going to ever find anybody that everybody agrees 100% on. Oh, I think you're right I about mean, that. I think you're right. But I. It's not going to happen. I maybe mean, it's just me. You know, I've become more intolerant in uh, in my years towards. <laughs> I got a question on for you, Ian. Um, people like Rand Paul. Now, if uh, you know, obviously, a guy has to be at a certain continuum for you to support him. Ron yeah. Paul uh, wasn't a one hundred percent liberty liberty candidate, but maybe he's ninety nine, ninety seven percent, something like that. At what level should someone agree with the things that are said on Free Talk Live if they're going to amplify? Oh, I don't know. Would you turn down their money if they only agreed with us? No, at 80%, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Fifty uh, percent. But they still want. If you want to get send me money, I'm going to take your money. I mean, we're on total opposite views on the side of the fence, but I still, you know, uh, support you guys. You know, good, I'm a Jeremy. I'm glad that you do because you you get value. Fake, you know, yeah, you you get value from from the show, right? Well, I'm just saying, you know, I, I think you're sending a wrong message of a, uh, you know, kind of telling people not to send. Rand Paul money. I didn't say that. I just said I wasn't going well, I to send him money. You're saying you don't, you got the mic. You got a loud voice. You got the mic. <laughs> yeah, but Mark's over here. Now, like, Jeremy. You know what Mark, I mean? Mark's over here supporting him. Wayne, you've been somewhat supportive of him. I mean, are you going to send him money? I'm not going to support. He's he's not in my state, so I'm not going to support sending money. But I just think the immigration thing is a lot more complex than people make it out to be. That's what about all. Guantanamo? Is that complex? Well, I'd have to see the context under which he said it before I would make a decision on it. He wants military tribunals for the people in Guantanamo. Uh, I'm, I don't think I'd support that. Yeah, no. well, it's pretty simple US though. Citizens, so why should they get a constitutional trial? They shouldn't have them to begin why with. A lot, a lot of the people who were in Guantanamo were actually not. ratted out by their neighbors for money, who weren't or aren't even terrorists. Jeremy, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you as yeah. always. Eight hundred two five nine. Ninety-two thirty-one. Let's try. Also, John. the constitu- I'd like to point out the Constitution doesn't say that these are the rights of citizens of the United States of America. The, the, I, th- just I don't think people. The, yeah, I don't think the term citizen comes up. It doesn't come up until the seventeenth amendment, fourteenth amendment, something like that. So the Constitution, as it originally was, recognized essentially anyone on the landmass or that walked into the landmass, and it didn't have any provisions mm-hmm. for going outside of the landmass and grabbing people and then mm-hmm. giving them trials because. The way they saw it is when one nation uh, rose up against another nation, they would declare war, and there, um, there were, we had treaties, not of course at the time, but there would be treaties on the way wars were conducted and treated, and because the United States uh, 
the, the, the House, the, the Congress decided not to call this a war, that, that, that's what threw all this into some huge morass of problems. That's why this is a problem in the first place, because the federal government broke its own constitution. So don't cite the constitution when it comes to these people. The, the, the government itself isn't following it in this particular case. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Uh, that number brought to you by SACL CAI. Plus, coming up, uh, we got the poop story about dogs in a neighborhood. We'll find out what that's all about. Wayne's got that story. Also, the census. I mentioned that they came to visit me recently. Uh, one of our sponsors was also visited by the census. Mandrick from the, the, uh, George, who does the baklava. Special order baklava under the table baklava. That guy, mm-hmm. he was visited by the census. And his visit apparently was not as nice as mine was. Mandrick.com. No C in Mandrick. Is it up there? The video is up on No, I don't know. I, oh, okay. You said a sponsor, so I thought I'd plug the site. Yeah, I know the video is up on YouTube. I don't know if he actually put it on his uh, his website. Maybe he could call in. I know he's uh, he's hanging out in the chat room tonight. Maybe he could call and tell us about what happened, because I don't think he's done that yet. Uh, so 800-259-9231. That's, uh, is there anything else we need to say about Rand Paul? I mean, congratulations to him for uh, for for having a win with a relatively liberty-oriented position in general, probably, you know, 80%. And we hope that if he does win uh, the general election, that he is, you know, principled, at least like his dad, maybe more I'm, so. I wouldn't get my hopes up with him saying things like that. If he is that principled, then he's a liar to uh, to get into office. And I don't think... Maybe his dad has pandered as well, but I don't feel like it's to this extent. And mm. what can you do, right? Like like we were pointing out before, there's just not a whole lot of liberty candidates for you to support. So if you're going to support uh, the political process and support liberty candidates, there are only really so many that are even qualified. And I don't know if he's qualified still. There are, more, there are more and more liberty candidates running for office now as Ron Paul, so-called Ron Paul Republicans, which is a good sign. If a few of them can get in, it, it could be... A, a step in the right direction again, but it's not the ideal yet. So I mentioned the the video. I took video of the census person, the enumerator coming up to my door to talk to me. The first person had come by a couple weeks ago. I posted that video to freekeen.com. That went fairly well, though. He was timid, uh, intimidated by the camera. He didn't like that very much, but he wasn't mean or anything like that. Just uh, Just a little on the shy side. And that was a fairly short conversation. This one lasted a little bit longer. I'll play it for you. <laughs> How can I help you today? I am going to be recording this. Uh, yes, this I was encounter. warned. <laughs> okay. You were and warned. that doesn't bother me, so okay, if you right. want to record, that's totally fine. Sure. My name Barbie is Kathleen. Ma'am. I'm a little weird. Kelly, and Hi, I'm Kathleen. with the census. And... I know you think it's weird to record the government, Mark, but it's the best thing that you can do. If you're going to interact with them, it's uh, the most sensible thing that anybody who cares about, I think, she freedom was, can do. She was warned about you, Ian. <laughs> yeah, you literally, oh, I need to give you... Oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to take any papers from you, but... Oh, that's uh, fine. It's just an information sheet. I, I'm not interested in participating, and the reason why is because the federal government is an agency of coercive <laughs> force, mm-hmm. and I don't appreciate the things that they do. Uh-huh. Well, what about your representation? I'm not interested in being represented in a violent, coercive monopoly. Indeed, but what about in the House and the Congress and stuff like that? Without counting how many people, we don't know how many people we need in the House of Representatives. I don't need anybody in there. I'm not interested... Now, I, I would like to point out that this is kind of a specious argument in New Hampshire. Okay, What is, what is specious? The, uh, incorrect um, in argument that she's making. Because what are the chances that New Hampshire is going to get upgraded from two representatives to 
three. I mean, that's a big change in the population. Also, what are the chances of New Hampshire going from two representatives down to one? It's a tremendous change in the population. Mm. So the uh, you know this is this is sort of the same argument uh, uh, as it is with voting. Well, what if everybody did like you did and didn't vote? What if everybody did like you did and didn't fill out this uh, census form? Oh, I can't control what everybody does. All I control is what I do, and. My, uh, you know, uh, uh, participating in this or not participating in this doesn't really matter. In anything that they do, they aggress against peaceful people, and I can't in any way support an organization like that. But what about people who believe in peace who are there? Yeah, that seems a little contradictory to uh, believe in peace and work for an agency that is inherently uh, based out of coercion. I understand what those folks uh, might be trying to do, but I don't see any increase in peace coming from that organization at all, do you? So we'll find out what she good says point. here to that question here in a moment. Because yeah, she she's asking some good questions. They yeah, she's having fun with you. They sent their best little civic student over. <laughs> hey, hey. I, I, I'm proud of the lady. I think she did. A, she was very, very nice. And uh, we had a nice conversation, which we'll continue to share with you here in a moment. 800-259-9231. There's it, nothing crazy about having a video camera to record uh, the agents calling themselves It's nice themselves to be government. polite to the mentally ill. More coming up. Hour 2 is on the way. Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Talk Live, and we are launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And, of course, the site allows you to go in and influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air by submitting show prep suggestions uh, via news articles or YouTube videos or something like that. Whatever it is you think our listeners would like, you submit it to the site. Then our listeners get the chance to vote up or down, whether they like or dislike. And you can vote, too. And the most popular of the items will be promoted to the front page and the top of the website. Take a look and get involved over at freetalklive.com. Of course, it is completely free. So we're talking about the census, 
and how the enumerators, as they are called, are being sent around to the houses uh, of those who have not participated or who have not sent the uh, the form back in. I don't know if they're going to the houses of the people that only an- answered the one question. I'd be interested to find that out if they're trying to uh, badger them into providing more information. If anyone has experienced that, if you are one who did send in the one question and you have had them come and visit you. Wayne, you were going to answer just the one question, right? And I did. And they actually did come back. Really? I, I understand this week I wasn't home. Nobody was home. So we got a little note with the person's name and phone uh-huh. number to call them. And and uh, are you going to call them? Of course not. Okay. Well, they said they'll come back or, or they'll come they back. Will. Yeah. They come back, what, four times, I think? Uh, wasting all, you know, all these people who are so concerned about carbon footprints, you know, and they're driving around. Uh, getting questions from people, why don't they just, if they just asked the number of people in the house and that was it, they probably save a lot of fuel. Oh, sure, but they want to know things like how much money do you yeah. make, what 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 is your ethnicity, because that's very important No, to them. no, Mark, what they want to do is they want to hire people to dig holes so they can hire other people to fill the holes back in. Mm. So they're going around, they are knocking on people's doors, and they're trying to get people to answer their questions. In my case, I won't do it. I will not answer any of their questions, not even the one so-called constitutional question, because I didn't sign the Constitution, and it's not uh, my federal government. I don't want anything to do with them. And that's what I began telling, uh, that's what I was telling this young lady that came to uh, to ask me these questions. <laughs> Who was warned about you. <laughs> she was warned, because the last guy, I recorded him with video, and he obviously went and he told his team what happened, because it probably didn't happen too many times. I mean, I would imagine as they're walking the area, going from house to house, there probably weren't too many people who came to meet them with video cameras. So, uh, and indeed, the, she points out here in a moment that it was her first refusal. Just whether or not the camera was there was her first refusal. And uh, so I, I'm not going to go along with it, and I explained that to her, and I just wanted to continue with the with the, uh, the short clip. You can see the video in full in HD at uh, freekeen.com. But here's the remainder of it. Basically, we'd started by talking. Uh, I told her why I wouldn't participate because the government is a violent monopoly and I don't want to let, lend any sort of sanction uh, to that or, or uh, approval or participation or consent. And I explained that to her and she, well, she said, well, what about representation? I said, I don't want to be represented in a violent monopoly. I, I, you know, I'm just not interested. And so she, we talked about peace because you know, I, I like peace and I don't like violence. And she said, well, what about the peaceful people that are in there? I said, well, it seems like a little contradictory to be involved, uh, to want peace, and to be involved in an agency that is inherently based in violence. And she was very agreeable the whole right. time. A nodding member of a and violent gang. She was, she was nodding and, and agreeing, and I don't know if that that's probably doesn't mean she's actually in, uh, or in agreement, but likely that she's just moving along uh, the conversation, which is fine, too, because you know, no, neither of us wants to stand there all day. So well, they, the, went, they went to training for weeks about people like you, you know. I don't know if they got training on people like me. Again, I don't think many people are coming recalcitrant, to the Recalcitrant? Pugnacious? Video yeah, cameras. I'm not, what, what are you talking about? Recalcitrant and pugnacious. <laughs> I'm nothing less than absolutely friendly with uh, this young lady. Despite the violent agency that she represents, I see her as an individual who has made a choice to... Uh, to you know, get a temporary paycheck. These are temporary jobs. She's not. She obviously doesn't feel like she's been imbued with the some of the same authority that other bureaucrats feel mm-hmm. that they've been uh, bl- uh, blessed had blessed upon them. And she, she doesn't come from that position of arrogance, that position of uh, of 
uh, I'm better than you. She's it was not refreshing. Coming that part was refreshing. And I'm not coming from that position either. I'm not coming from that position that, hey, I'm better than you because I don't work for the state. I'm not coming from there. I'm coming from a position of, look, I'm just not participating with this violent monopoly. So she asks a question about peace and we continue. You might be trying to do, but I don't see any increase in peace coming from that organization at all. Do you? Well, I'm hoping for Obama, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I haven't seen any evidence he's interested in, in peace either. And so it's, uh, it's hard. I, there's no way I could possibly consent to participation. Okay, you won't answer any of my questions, not even how many people live here? Can't help you. <laughs> she, what could she say about Obama? All she can do is hope. She, she knows the facts. Clearly, mm. she nods along with me when I point out that, well, there's no increase in peace. Where's the peace? Proofs in the that. pudding. Actions speak louder some than seeds words. There, Ian. You know, right? There are seeds being planted here. She sees me on the street. She's going to think positively uh, of me because of this this interaction. Unlike some ornery, pugnacious uh, person that she, I don't even know what pugnacious means. Mark, what does that mean? Uh, somebody wants to fight. Okay, so that's a really inappropriate description of what I was doing. Well, fight, Shame on you. Fighting doesn't necessarily mean physical. It could also just mean argue or... That's or, not happening here, though. And he used that term to define me in this uh, particular connotation, in this uh, this confrontation. And it's well, not even well, really much of a confrontation. Well, there you go. There's a Freudian slip. It was, it was, a, it was a very personable confrontation. But it was confronted in that I had a video camera, sure. certainly. Sure. sure. It's confronted in that, that you weren't complying with something was, uh, that in this lady, in this lady's world is the law. You yeah. must do it. Well, so she never came back to that. She never actually pointed that out. I'm not going to say that in her, in her, in her world, it is Keith, the law. Keith, her because, boss probably told her it's not worth doing. Yeah. You weren't supposed to mention that name. All right, so uh, 800-259-9231. We continue here. Okay, um, then that's cool. Thank you for being civil. Hey, thank you. I, I was, appreciate your cooperation. Um, you're my first refusal, so I'm very scared. And you were very nice. <laughs> All right. Um, did you want to look at anything I have for information on why we're doing this? Not anything particularly. I have no that's interest cool. in the federal government at all. That's cool. You know, yeah. I can understand that. So, respectfully, have a great day. Hey, you too. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Very good lady. Hell of a nice lady. And, that, and that's why it's important to understand that, that whatever your decision is about this, it shouldn't be personal against these people. These people are, need jobs. Yeah. Go, and I know uh, personally of two or three people who actually were going to work for the census, and when they went to the trainings, they decided they couldn't do it. They couldn't go through with it for whatever reason. They never really said, but there were some things required of them that they just said, you know, I don't feel comfortable with that, and they, uh, they decided not to take the job. So, um, but they do go through quite a bit of training, and and that woman was well trained. I must say, she uh, was. I was impressed with how personable she was, and I, she was so nice. I wanted to answer her question. You know, I wanted to help her because she was nice. But I knew where she was from. She works for the federal government, and no matter how nice she is, I'm not going to consent to uh, to participation. And the fact that she respected that and didn't get belligerent. Or, or talk about bringing the cops like they did with Mandrick. We're uh, hopefully going to hear from him a little bit later on tonight. Is that a police car parked out in front of the house? What are no. you talking about, <laughs> I'm Wayne? kidding you. <laughs> Don't pull those pranks around here. That's not funny. <laughs> anyway the cops come later you know that's just the that's just the person who comes into scope to make I sure i don't, don't think they're any... gonna bring the cops around i don't think they want it they don't want to go to that at that point we'll see what happens because one of our listeners they did threaten to bring the cops out and we'll see if they try to escalate it with him he's got his video camera um and we'll talk to hopefully we'll talk to him later whether he'll get to call in or not you know Ian, there are so many people that i can see um just from reading who have taken your position or mine in this census that I just don't think they're going to pull that because there's just too many people that are doing it. 
You know, you'd mention, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, even maybe they'll try to make set a few examples of people, but what's the point? It's going to be 10 more years before it happens anyway. So. Exactly. Uh, but you I, mentioned anger. I don't think that they they don't have an accurate count anyway. They're they're missing thirty percent of America. They're just going to make numbers up. It's all they can do. She's they might as well just make numbers up anyway. So you mentioned anger, uh, Wayne, and coming from that coming from that position. I called a radio station today because uh, that's what I do. It's my day job. Call stations to uh, try to get Free Talk Live on uh, working on Free Talk Live, getting on more stations. And the first time I talked to this program director in Utah, first time he he picked up the phone. Uh, he says, "All right, you're you're the host of the show." I said, "Yeah." All right, well, let's 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 talk. Let's talk about an issue. I said, "Let's do immigration," and so we started, and we went on the you know we we chatted about immigration for a little bit. But what he said to me when when uh, we kind of finished that discussion was shock, a little shocking to me, and it has to do with anger. We'll come back and talk about that. Also, you can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Our Shrine of Female listeners is there. Dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See that for yourself, shrine.freetalklive.com. Does it bother you that your search engine uses your information to sell it sell it to third-party uh, you know, organizations out there? Does it bother you that they give it over to the government? Yes. All these things you can avoid with startpage.com. Startpage.com is like pretty much every other search engine. It'll aggregate 12 major search engines for you. But unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. It also gives you a proxy, the ability to, to uh, use it as a proxy server to, on each one of the results that you get from your searches. It's startpage.com. Go check it out. And you can even, uh, you know, there's a little uh, thing to click right there and it'll get you uploaded to your browser. Startpage.com. All right. Again, the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. I'll talk more about the anger thing here in a moment. But first, let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee on the amp lines. Hello, Gene. Well, hi, guys. Hey. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk about Rand Paul okay, and sure. uh, the liberty-minded uh, issues, the issues of being a liberty-minded person and supporting somebody who's maybe not quite so liberty-minded. And the way I look at this is everybody is on a path on this planet from uh, from understanding what true freedom and liberty is and understanding the fiction called the state and understanding their relationship with their creator. So people are at different points along this path, and you can't expect everybody to be on the same point that you're on. I, I mean, No, I don't expect I don't that. I don't expect it. But I, I, I also don't, am not willing to give money to people that I think are really wrong on certain issues. But when I see somebody progressing in the right way, I want to reward that person. It's kind of like the Karate Kid, you know, you know the old movie Karate Kid. And uh, 
grasshopper or I don't know. That, that was Kung Fu. One. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. We mix wax on, wax off. We mix allegories here. Wax on, wax off. Wax off. You know, he's making a progression from point A to point B, and his teacher encourages him and teaches him, and he doesn't beat him over the head and browbeat him because he's not he's not at the level that he expects him to be yet. And neither do I browbeat or uh, try and uh, punish. Rand Paul, because I disagree with him on immigration and the war in Iraq and some of these other things. I, I, I am so. So, how much money have you given to him? Well, I, I don't know if I've totaled it up. Uh, several hundred dollars, I suppose. Okay. But the point is, I want that person in because he's on the right path. He's on the path to enlightenment. Maybe he's not totally enlightened yet, but he's on that path. And I hope you're right, Gene. I, I hope that you're right. And that if Rand Paul wins, and Mark seems to think it's a sure thing, but if Rand Paul wins in this year's general election, that he actually focuses on liberty issues rather than focusing on increasing the size of the border patrol, giving military tribunals to the people in Guantanamo, uh, continuing the war in Afghanistan, and uh, and cracking down in, in different ways on immigration. I, I hope that uh, that he focuses on liberty instead of focusing focusing on the areas where he believes in the state. And I believe he is going to do exactly that for one reason, is he doesn't have the time to spend on all those issues. You know, a person only has so much time in the day, and they're going to focus on the things that they see are most important. And I think Right, but what if he feels like those other issues are more important? It's, it's what uh, Michael Cloud, who's a, a commentator in the Liberty community, has uh, dubbed the small government minus one. In the case of Rand, it's more than minus one. It's more like minus four or five. Uh, but uh, but his point was that if you get a whole bunch of people together who are so-called small government, but they have just that one issue where they believe the government should be, and you put that, let's just say all those people get elected, which would be nice, right? If you would think that if all those small government people got elected, uh, but right now we've got Ron Paul and maybe Rand Paul if he, if he ends up getting in. But let's just say you've got 400 plus of them that have been elected. Well, then uh, they will all work together to pass the one area of government where they really believe government should be instead of focusing on actually Appealing uh, the state and rolling it back. Now, I don't think that's an a- I don't think that's an apt description. It's some I think speculation he- on on his part, and I, th- I hope that Gene proves me wrong here. Rand Paul proves me wrong, and he really focuses on liberty. You can call in Gene, and you can say I told you so. Well, I, I would like to point out that female caller earlier that uh, um, uh, Mark did an excellent job of 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 extracting from her the fact that as a minarchist, she still has the idea that. Government needs to be used for force in one particular area, whatever area she first. He busted her on that, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, that's good. But I would still support her over... The name other candidate. You Me know. too. Yeah. Oh, she's she's a principled candidate that I wouldn't have any problem uh, supporting. I just, you know, I I don't like to see people getting all worked up over a couple of issues that a that a candidate has. You know, say they have four things wrong with them, they got four hundred things right with them, and I think that let's that's, say Rand Paul wanted to put some Jews in an oven. Would that be uh, okay? I, I let's don't say that was think, his, his only it issue. Like a, it seems like a really it strange. On how many Jews we're talking about? Oh gosh, Gene. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> That's oh, horrible. That was pretty inappropriate. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He was kidding. Come on, that wasn't. It, it it certainly seemed like a joke, but yeah, I don't want to have any more of those jokes. Pretty. I don't think that's very funny, Mark. Yeah, well, the, the, the Bilderbergers don't like we make we make Jew jokes, right? 
It's another joke. Is that another joke? It's another joke. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'm sorry. There are some issues that are deal killers. And when oh, you're there advocating, are issues that are deal killers, but I don't you're think you're advocating that issue- military tribunals and uh, cracking down a police state for so-called illegal immigration. I'm sorry that uh, that I, there's no way I can get behind somebody like that. Sorry, if you want my support and the people like me, then you're going to have to become more principled. And if that means you don't get as much support from other people and you don't want to do it, okay, whatever. You're just a politician. You just uh, flip around in the wind, and that's who you are. And I don't want to support that either. So go ahead, Mark, with whatever you're, you were going to say about uh, Rand Paul, your, your lover. I got nothing. <laughs> your right. lover. 800-259-9231. John, I think is John is actually in New York, maybe at his phone this time. John, are you with us? Sorry. Yeah, no worries, sorry John. about that. What's on your mind tonight? Well, about this whole Rand Paul libertarian thing. Um, I, I think if we already accept that the federal government is, is too far gone to be saved, it's not practical to assume that there is any way to sort of, quote, take it back. These interests are too deeply entrenched. So then what, what is the point of, of say, a Rand Paul uh, candidacy? And, you see, this is also part of a, a broader disagreement within even the Libertarian Party, the, the shrinking uh, Libertarian Party, that uh, do, we, do we have to moderate? Do we have to get people to like us a little bit more? Maybe we have to uh, not give them a 100% Libertarian issue, not talk about uh, the, the welfare state and things like that. And, and, and it's clear that if you're going to win an election, yeah, you do have to moderate the message a little bit, but activists should never moderate the message. Activists should always uh, try to be true to the principles and the well, message. The, um, the original, and I agree with you, the original, as I understand it, intention behind the Libertarian Party, it's very far strayed from that now, but the original intention was to educate people as to what liberty meant, not to win elections. And uh, and that you're right, that is a big conflict within the Libertarian Party, and the people that want to water the message down and win elections have taken over the party, and that's one of the reasons why I left. And thanks for the call right. tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and those features include stuff like our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, WIKIWiki. .freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. You create your uh, very own website with their free website builder tools and templates, and use code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Don't use the code FTL. Don't get the first month free at HostGator.com. All right. Again, the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. And you can, of course, bring up absolutely anything. So, poop test. Let's talk about the poop test. And then, Mark, we'll come back to the census uh, because you've got a pretty outrageous story about the census enumerators. I talked to the nicest one. Uh, Another lady wasn't so lucky, at least one other lady. 
Wayne, what's uh, what's going on in a, a private neighborhood somewhere? What, yes, someone of the canine persuasion has been leaving his business all over the ritzy Scarlet Place condominium near the Inner Harbor, which is in Baltimore. And the condo board says the only way to find the culprit is mandated DNA tests for every dog in the building. <laughs> we pay all this money, and we're walking around stepping in dog poop. We bring guests over, and this is what they're greeted by. It's embarrassing for me as a dog owner and as someone who lives in this building, says Steve Franz. The board member who raised the idea of hiring a lab to identify which of the dozens of dogs in the luxury building is behind the droppings. Some think people, uh, some people think it's funny, but you know, this seems to be reasonable, objective. This is your poop, you're responsible. Under the proposal, every dog at Scarlet Place and guest dogs would be swabbed for a DNA sample. Owners would then have to pay $50 each to cover the tests and supplies. Dog owners would also pay an extra $10 a month per dog to cover the cost of having the building staff scoop poop and send it to a lab. Feces like saliva contains telltale DNA. (laughs) Is this insane or what? If the lab identifies your dog as the pooper, it's a $500 fine, man. So there... So... Let me see if I got this straight. They're actually <laughs> going to go to every dog owner in the entire condo yes. and get DNA samples from them, catalog all of the dogs in the condo, and then begin guests. sending the poops that they find into a testing service. Yes, to find out who the... <laughs> and everybody who's identified as a dog owner will then have to pay, was it $10, $10 a month, was it? Uh, yes, $10 a month so, to pay so, for it. So because, because which is just so classic of kind of a governmental thing to do. And, of course, neighborhood associations yeah. are Everybody just Everybody gets government. punished to the tune of $120 right. a year. Every dog owner is punished. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because one dog owner isn't picking up their, their business. This is the same thing they did in kindergarten class. Okay, which one of you did X, Y, Z? If right. none of you say, cop to it, then you're all getting in trouble. Everybody has to sit quietly with your hands in a mousetrap until you tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's bad. It, it, it's tyranny at the local level. It's just it's still tyranny. But Little tyrants. Little neighborhood Nazis. <laughs> it's this is right. one of the reasons why I would never want anything to do with some kind of neighborhood association like that. No thank you. Well, this kind that of is board, a proposal, right, Wayne? Yes. It, hasn't gone, it hasn't passed the neighborhood association yet. Yes, well, the condo board will decide whether to go with the doggy DNA plan after a hearing Wednesday evening. Wait, wait, when was this written, tonight? may I ask? This tonight? Okay. This is recent, yes, okay. so it must be tonight, as we speak. <laughs> if they do... What's the, what is the association called? It's, uh, let's see, the Scarlet Place Condominium, okay. Baltimore. All right. Scarlet's S-C-A-R-L-E-T-T. Yeah, we need to, we need to keep an eye on this. We need yeah, to find out. What, we good. need to know what happens at the Scarlet Place Condo <laughs> Association. But if, if, they, if it does pass, they will be the, one of the first, world's first apparent <laughs> leaders in the use of science that has convicted murderers and uh, confirmed paternity to pinpoint the source of wayward excrement. <laughs> the, the Israeli city of Petah Tikva near Tel Aviv recently uh, received some information to or attention in 2008 for setting up a similar sort of program. Ah, uh, see, governments copy each other. Yes. Even even they go from uh, different levels to uh, smaller levels. They they figured out that the Israeli government could do it, so they figured out a way that they could afford to do it. Now, Scarlet Place is considering working with a Tennessee company called BioPet Vet Lab that offers a service called Poo Prints. 
<laughs> Poop Prince is There's marketed. enough demand for this that there's already a marketplace <laughs> provider. Yeah. Poop Prince is marketed specifically to neighborhoods wow. and homeowners associations plagued with dog droppings. Biopet officials declined to return calls Friday, and it's unclear how many community organizations, if any, are using this service. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't imagine that too many. It seems the the hard part is getting everybody to say, "Okay, let's DNA swab our dogs," because I just don't want to do that. It seems like a real pain. If you're part of the condo association and they vote for it, then you'll have to do it, or you'll have to you'll be you have to leave. You'll drag right? your feet for months. I mean, you know that's that's how people will do it, and it, it it's going to take forever there might to be get penalties. it implemented. There might be, be well, at which point they'll do it. Well, sometimes the attitude by the condo association when they when they ram stuff like this through is, is well, if you don't like it, move. But uh, good luck trying to sell a property in today's economy, in today's real estate market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck. Because a lot of times uh-huh. in the past, you could just move. Hey, that's, the, that's how the cookie crumbles, right? I mean, you chose to get involved in this condo association, which means that you knew going in that some neighborhood Nazis could get in charge and uh, decide to do who knows what to the rules that's part of the, you know, you decided that in advance, that you accepted that as a possibility, that you might end up being stuck with a place uh, in which you do not want to live. Now, and it's it, not the first time that uh, somebody would have been able to tell that story. There are a lot of stories out there about mm-hmm. condo association rules that uh, were very upsetting to people and they felt like they were stuck there. Now, in this situation, I can see it has come to a head because I guess what's happened is that there's dog excrement, excrement that's found, been found in the elevators, in the long carpeted <laughs> oh, wow. hallways because people are stepping in it and tracking it in, in the common areas. Uh, yeah, you don't want that in and, your luxury condo association. So my, my question to you, Ian, is how would you solve this problem if you lived in this place? Let's just say you're not on the board, but maybe you want to suggest an alternative solution to the problem. What would be your solution? Boy, that's a good question. It's not easy. It's not an easy situation to, to handle. It would seem to me that uh, I guess it would have to it would just depend on cost, right? I mean, it it seems. What are they charging to test one instance of poo? What what is it? What does it cost to send the poo in? You've got to ship the poo to the company because it's not in the same town, right? Uh, so you've got to ship the poo and then uh, have it tested. I guess how many units? Ship how back. many units have have dogs in them? Is what I want to know because they're charging ten dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. You know how much money is that? Is are they? I guess they're hiring a service to come do the cleanup daily or something like that. And my question is, how long does this service continue to come even after they don't have situations where they have to clean anything up? Because you know they're going to come. They're still going to charge you whether they find yeah. you know things to click clean up or not. I, I guess why not just pay the service? That's how I feel about it. Um, it could be an there's on-call a, there's a ten, kind of thing. There's a ten dollar right? per dog uh, service for having you know dogs here, and that's the way it is. Yeah, I don't have a problem with having the the dog fee. That that makes sense, right? But the, it seems a little invasive to go around swapping the dogs. Yeah, well, it does. And, and some <laughs> some might uh, propose putting cameras up to see who's doing it. Some may may say, well, let's have a a, a dog poop policeman. <laughs> uh, we'll hire him. But that's more expensive. I'm for the cameras, but I don't think the homeowners association should do it. I think that the concerned, uh, you know, people there should do it. Put a little webcam out, and um, you know, if you find poo that's outside your window, you'll know I got him. And yeah. then you you go back and you play it back, and you find out I knew it. Uh-huh. I knew it. It was that Anderson <laughs> lady, Larry, lady and her stinking schnauzer. All right. So there you have it. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Have you ever been involved in one of these neighborhood associations? I have. Do you do you have any stories that you want to tell, and not just you, Wayne, but the listener? Uh, do, are there any stories that you can tell about some absurdities, 
just the ludicrous rules and nonsense that they uh, that they had. Was, was it anything like that for you, Wayne? Well, or was it more low key? It was. It wasn't a building. It was a neighborhood, and we had a, we right. Had a, and, and basically, when I sold my house there, I had to change the color rocks in my front garden uh, landscaping because white rocks were not approved there. Do you think that uh, the neighborhood associations with the the homes are more restrictive in general than the condo associations? In some ways they are because there's more to to regulate. Right, there's more property, more uh, lawn and that kind of thing. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Anything, just dial in toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support us, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a whole list of things that you can do to assist with spreading the ideas that you hear on Free Talk Live to more ears around the world via radio, via the internet. Head on over to promote.freetalklive.com. Some of the things you'll find there include a whole bunch of banners, brand new, redesigned. If you haven't seen them yet, go grab one up for your blog or your favorite website. Promote.freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls. Mandrick is on the line in Pennsylvania, Mandrick, uh, he who sells the baklava at mandrick.com with a, uh, there's no C in there, M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. Mandrick, you're uh, coming up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and I believe you're going to be bringing your baklava with you. Uh, yes, I will be. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. 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 It's good to have you. I want you. to try some of that. You haven't had any yet? Oh, <laughs> no, man, I haven't. You definitely want to try some of that. Uh, so are you going to be giving out free samples, uh, Mandrick? <laughs> Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Well, I, don't see, I don't see why you would. I mean, at this point, everybody's heard that it's uh, so great. Why would you give free samples? So people well, can maybe, try maybe it and decide the they want to buy a tray of it. Them. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll say maybe during the show or something in the listening room. We'll, we'll see what happens. There you go. Uh, so <laughs> so some. what were you calling about tonight? Well, I was calling about my second encounter with uh, a census enumerator. I don't know if I uh, saw your my... first encounter or heard about well, your first Well, yeah, my, my first encounter was... It was really nothing happened. A nice lady showed up, and I was very kind and polite to her. I told her I had no interest in participating, and she just said, oh, okay. She didn't really know. She seemed really confused and just walked away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you do uh, with somebody who says, I have no interest in participating? Does what do you do? Compute. Does not compute. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it was. And that was that was about uh, Wednesday of last week, Wednesday or Thursday, something like that. I was heading out for work. I didn't even have my phone in my pocket, so I didn't record it, but... Uh, then, then what happened Sunday night is when my second visit occurred. And uh, they showed up to the door. It was like around 7.30 at night. I was, of course, in the kitchen. And the wife and kids were uh, watching TV with the door wide open sitting right there. So, of course, they had to answer it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my wife said, you know, I talked to my husband. I go outside and close the door behind me. And they say, you know, blah, 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 we're with the census. 
And, uh, you know, I just tell them again, hey, I'm not interested in participating in the census. I have no interest in, in the federal government or any government for that matter. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't like that, really. And uh, oh, I should mention, it was a, a census employee as, as well as a supervisor for that part. Ah, uh, I see. So they were kind of boosting each other up along the way. Yeah, double yeah. teaming him. So I was like, oh, I got two people here, okay. And they, they seemed very nice, but uh, they seemed more on the ball, more educated than the first person I talked to in terms of the, the census stuff, you know, what to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just told them, you know, they're like, hey, well, here's the paperwork. And, you know, like you, Ian, I didn't, well, I didn't care about the paperwork. I didn't want it. Yeah. And I didn't need to see it. I actually, when I got the census in the mail, I actually used it as packaging material for an order of baklava. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Someone gave me that idea. <laughs> Don't waste so, uh, the paper. So, yeah. Absolutely, it's good. Yeah, so, uh, so I uh, tell them I'm not interested, and, and the uh, supervisor says, well, you know, it's the law, and she shows me the law. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's not a law that I agree with. I so, have you know. a piece of paper with words on it, sir. <laughs> now you will do as I say. That's exactly what it was, and she held it up in front of me like she was, I, I don't know, I'm like, well... You know, what are you going to do about it? I'm not going to answer your questions. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I mean, I was, I was very polite, and I, sure. and I kept my – I didn't raise my voice. I made sure. I don't, I don't, I'm not an angry person, but I wanted to be extra nice with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to do any good to, uh, to, to, to you know, badger them or anything like that. No, of course not. I mean, they have their – I'm not going to convince them of anything, and I know this. Sure. But – it doesn't, yeah. You know, it just it doesn't help my cause by being rude. Okay, so they showed you the law, or the their their laws, and you that didn't convince you. So what happened? Then when did they threaten the police? Because in your video, I don't recall hearing that. When did that happen? Well, that's what that's when I realized. What basically what happened was she said, "Well, we're just going to keep coming back until you answer these questions." And I said, <laughs> "Well, I told you I have no interest in answering these questions. You know, I don't. I didn't sign the Constitution. I pulled out that line." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she said, "Well." We'll be back again. We may be back again tomorrow, and this time we may have to bring a police officer. Oh, you better answer him now. Aren't you scared? And that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, my phone's in my pocket, and I'm not recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not doing the dishes. I didn't even, sure. you know, it wasn't, wasn't on top of my head. So I whipped it out. While I was, while I was getting my, my phone out, I said, you know, why do you always have to, why is it the government always has to resort to force? You know, if, if, if they don't get their way, it always has to be with force, you know? That's, yep. And she Sorry. didn't have anything to say to that. Nope. And right there is when I started recording, and the video is up on Free Talk Live, right on the front yep, page. Yep, it is. It is on the front page. It's a little ways down now because it's been up there for a couple of days. But if you search, mm-hmm. if you search the website, the search box is in the top right. Search for census. It's the first result that uh, comes up. Uh, census supervisor. We may be back with the police officer next time. You can go and see the video. But uh, just for those that aren't going to go watch, what uh, essentially what transpires? Well, I, I pulled out the camera, and they did not like that at all. I mean, they were not happy about that. Yeah, they, they, they're said, like, yeah. whoa, we didn't tell you you could do that. <laughs> well, yeah, they, you're they on my said, front. I, I don't want you to record me. I said, well, you're standing on my front porch. I'm on my own private property. You know, I'm, I'm just recording on my property. And they said, well, you can't do that. <laughs> I, said, well, I said, well, what law says I can't do that? And he goes, and the, the, the gentleman, not the supervisor, he said, well, it's my right. And I said, well, I'm not standing on your lawn. Take video recording you. It's you're your right. My porch. It's your, your right to, to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I said. I said, you're more than welcome to walk down on the sidewalk and stand down there. And he said, well, will you come down and talk with me? And I said, no, thank you. I'm happy standing on my porch. <laughs> so and- they, they, they just weren't very happy. And, and basically the last thing the supervisor said to me, her name was Lisa. She said, well, we'll just be back tomorrow. <laughs> Did they come back? No, they have not been back. That was Sunday night. Interesting. 
So I don't. Right. I, I've never heard of them threatening to bring a police officer. Though. What, no. what would that even accomplish? Uh, I don't know. I think I think scare it was just the, a threat. The, the I think it was an act of desperation. People. Yeah, I, I think it was just a, an empty threat on their part to try to get you to just break. No, all right, fine. You're going to call the cops. I'll bring. I'll answer your darn question. But sure. you didn't. So good for you for uh, for standing for non-cooperation, standing for non-consenting to uh, to their violent system. Well, if anything happens, uh, any update, I'll let you guys know. But I don't, I don't think they'll be back. Yep, and have that uh, have that phone uh, at hand. Yeah, definitely. Well, this <laughs> at least I got the last half of the conversation. But hey, remind I, of what, I, remind of what a huge carbon footprint they have. To, uh, keep coming back to your house. <laughs> they were in the car too. At least they carpooled. <laughs> hey, Mandrick, anything else you want to share with our audience? Uh, I'll be up at Porkfest. Uh, I'll be up there that Monday. So. Uh, we'll be up there selling gyros and baklava, so hey, and, and other things. I love gyros. Awesome. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and hopefully they don't show up with the cops. <laughs> if they do, it probably wouldn't be a good idea to answer that door. Uh, but if you no, do, you definitely want to be broadcasting. Thanks, Mandrick, and we'll see you Take at care. the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010, which, by the way, is happening June 24th through the 27th, just a few weeks away now. It is going to be a lot of fun. Free Talk Live going to be broadcasting live from the entire event uh, always a good time. Hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people coming together, and not just socializing, but also uh, doing the market stuff. Like Mandrick's going to be selling his baklava there. We've got the Savannah Last Biscuit coming up. They're going to be doing food sales, I think, all day and all night long. Delivery to campgrounds. I mean, tattoos. Tattoos will be available. Silver will be sold. Lots of that. Who knows mm. what else will be sold? I've heard there's some other things that probably shouldn't be mentioned, uh, but it's going to be a very good time. And there's lots of stuff going on. Everything I from, believe there's going to be homemade beer. Everything, perhaps a little honey. Everything from uh, gun shoots uh, to hiking to uh, big gay dance parties. I mean, it is going to be, gonna be a blast. I heard you're going to be pole dancing at the big gay dance party, Mark. I don't know where this rumor, rumor came from. I don't know where this came from. Is your the, wife going to be there for the dance party? I she will be uh, she will be on site. She I will. don't know okay, if she's so, going to come so, and see me. Wait, wait a minute. I'm not pole dancing. I don't know. Almost <laughs> <laughs> talked himself into it there. Now, now, so Jack and Laura are both going to be in attendance at the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival. That's uh, that's so it appears. That's exciting. A lot of people are going to want to meet Laura, especially after they hear tonight's podcast. Is, is that one being attached tonight? Didn't you tell me to t- attach yeah, it tonight? Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, actually, I do an interview. Uh, the Edgington Post interview series is attached to the back of Free Talk Live's podcast. Sort of when I feel like interviewing somebody, either an advertiser or just uh, some liber- libertarian luminary or somebody who's doing something in the liberty movement that I'm interested in, or just some nut that I find, whatever, <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll do these interviews. But this time I did something in particular. I interviewed Laura about a product that was an, um, has been an advertiser on Free Talk Live probably will come back but um and we use it and it was uh really great and so you know if you want to if you want to hear an interview with with my wife it that, that's where it'll be so tonight's show in the podcast uh, just keep listening past when the radio show ends and you'll hear mark's interview series with laura but if you're listening to the radio show um you, you would just go to freetalklive.com and download, download it. it it'll probably be at 11 o'clock tonight Eastern just time yeah. yeah just set the uh just set the RSS feed to download it on a regular basis. That runs up our numbers. It's good. Yes, indeed. You can do all that over at freetalklive.com. So is that is it Laura's first time on this show? I believe so. All right, that's great. We'll come back with more. Hour 3 is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, America. How do you use WebEx? We use WebEx for our fantasy baseball draft. 
I use WebEx to record meetings, so anyone who misses it can see it, hear it, and get up to speed quickly. My son came home from school sick yesterday. Thanks to WebEx, I didn't miss the client meeting. I saw everything right on my cell phone. Got an idea? Start a WebEx. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others, cross town or cross country. Share presentations, conduct training sessions. You can even pass the ball and let others take control. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radiographic and enter promo code free trial to get a free trial and a free VoIP headset. Remember that code free trial. WebEx from Cisco. WebEx.com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Go to WebEx.com and click the radiographic and enter promo code free trial. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian here. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. And by the way, the site allows you to interact with not only our other listeners, but the show itself, the content of the program by submitting different show prep suggestions to the website and then other listeners voting them up or down. Most popular ones make it to the top page of the site, meaning we're more likely to talk about it. And Mark, you've got something coming up. We're talking about the census here, and I've uh, been discussing how I've refused, and we had Mandrick call in who uh, told us how he also refused to answer the census, and they threatened to call the police on him. He still refused. They went away, and they haven't come back. Uh, so we've been talking about the census in general, but you've got a, a kind of a scary uh, census story coming up here. Did you get that from our site? Where did that one come from, Mark, the uh, the census? It's been a while since scary. I got it. It might have come from freetalklive.com. Okay. Yeah, just because we see it at the top of the website doesn't mean we'll necessarily use it that day, but rest assured if it's on well, our I, site. I save them if I like them. Yeah, rest assured if it's on our site, we're more likely to talk about it than not. All right, so uh, we continue with your phone calls, though, about what you want. You can take control of the airwaves, Mark, in New York, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. Mark. Hi, I have a story about the census. Okay, sir, go ahead. All right. It was a few. It was probably about three days ago. The lady came by. She yeah. told me that I had not filled out the census. I had filled out the census. You had filled it out. Yes. Okay, but she told you you had not. Right. Got it. So she wanted me to fill out the questions again. I told her I'd already done it. Uh-huh. So I, so I filled them out, and she left. Well, that's a gripping story. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. I guess it's the average American story about the census. It, it sounds likely that the census worker actually did, that the census did lose his form, so... They, I'm sure they lose things all the time. They're government. Remember, we told you the story recently about how the census's computer system, their little whatever tracking, their internal computer system that they had designed for themselves is broken. The thing doesn't even work correctly. It's, it's, it's just they've spent millions of dollars on it, and they, they, ended, they ended up scrapping the development on it. So it's no surprise. They tried to go to electronic census forms and things like that, but... The system didn't even work, so they're still doing a paper. They're still doing paperwork on the inside of the census in 2010. Right, so of course they're they're losing papers. 
And even if they were electronic, they'd still be losing things because they still would have to take it from paper and convert it into electronic. And so it's bureaucracy. They just don't have the incentive to get it right. Let's continue here. Uh, you can bring up anything. And we talked to, I believe, uh, Chella is on the line in Alabama. Chella, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. You got it right. I'm proud. <laughs> Oh, you're what? A so kraut? Proud. You got it. Uh, oh. You got it right. My name right. I'm proud. Oh, okay, Chella. Very good. So, uh, what was on your mind tonight? Uh, I just wanted to call and share a census story that actually happened to me this afternoon okay, after great. I got home from work. By all means. Um, when the census came in, I did throw it away and wasn't going to participate. My husband felt the same way, and um, we're kind of waiting on the census worker with a little bit of anticipation. I was kind of excited for him to show up because it was like sort of my first act of civil disobedience since listening to you guys. I've been sort of inspired to get into the, you know, liberty movement and everything. And so... That um, warms my heart. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, So this afternoon, it was dinner time, actually, and I had a knock on the door, and a man with a little apron said u.s census on it came and he was asking me questions and i just told him that i wasn't going to participate and he said um well how much money do you make and how long have you owned your house and you know all these other probing questions you know i had heard that the questions were probing they were you know a little bit over the bounds of just counting heads but i had not you know never really looked into it because yeah, i you just thought, threw well, it away. i'm not going to participate yeah right. i'm just not going to participate so he was uh, you know asking me all these questions and then he was still i shut the door i tried to be polite because you know i'm from the south so i was right raised polite i tried to be polite sure and so i ended up just shutting the door and he was still like yelling outside of my door wow questions at me and i just locked <laughs> the door <laughs> You know, Ma'am, I am so, obligated to ask you all of these questions. I will continue even though you have closed the door in my face. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So I didn't call the cops, and I was going to say, hey, you know, I'm going to call the cops if you don't get off you know, my property. But he ended up going away after about five minutes. So, you know, I don't think calling the cops in that particular instance is going to work for you at no, all. Generally a you bad idea so? to call no. the cops. I, I think the cops likely will pull a gun on you and make you f- to uh, answer the question, or just as likely at least, to pull a gun on you and make you answer the questions. Yeah, that, you're probably right. <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah. Hey, thanks, thanks for that sharing was- that, Chella. Did you want to t- uh, tell no. anything else? That was it. Hey, I, p- I appreciate your call tonight and uh, would love to see you on the Shrine of Female Listeners one of these days. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Trying to recruit, you know, trying to get some more participation. It's easier now. The Shrine Pimp. It's easier now to get on the Shrine than it ever has been. You just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and you can essentially submit your own videos and pictures there. And then it goes into a little approval queue, which I check on a weekly basis to see if there's anybody new. So shrine.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your calls We'll go to, I believe uh, we have Bruce listening in Florida on the amp line. Hello, Bruce. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind uh, tonight? I wanted to share an idea I had for how, how to handle the census coming to your door. Okay, sure. Well, I, I had them come to, I last week explained the story about them when they came to my house, and it didn't go very well. So I, I thought ne- next time if they come back again, what I'll say, uh, what I'll ask them is uh, well, first they'll ask me to do it, and I'll tell them that I sure will, sure, will, surely will uh, fill out the census, but that my time is valuable, and I'll have to charge them about six dollars an hour for the interview. Make sure you get the cash up front. <laughs> exactly, and of course, 
Uh, more than likely, they'll say no. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then so, they know. Then they know what your billing rate is. Right. Well, sure. <laughs> but anyway, and at that point, I'll say, "Well, are you asking me to work without money, without pay? And w- what is that called?" And so, hopefully, the mm. idea is maybe well, that's you know, fun. Maybe it'll help. It'll help them understand <laughs> that they're trying to, you know, hold me as a slave. You know, it was. It seemed all seemed silly and pointless until you said that for me. Uh, you know, I I, I think that <laughs> most of the census stuff is is just it's it's having fun with bureaucrats that's exactly what it is you better have fun with them don't take them seriously i agree with that i know i know it's not going to do anything but that's the most logical way i could argue it look i like yours i haven't liked too many of the 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 suggestions that have come up especially the ones coming out of my my partner's mouth here so uh, what did i wait wait what what did i suggest that was a bad idea i've I've been talking about being nice and 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 coming from a point of pull uh, cameras on them scare the bejesus out of these poor people well, there's nothing wrong with pulling a camera on these folks. I like the way Mandrick did it. He didn't pull the camera until they threatened him. Yeah. Well, I wanted to capture what the entire uh, experience was like. I want people to be able to see what it's like to refuse uh, to take the census. I, I, I see your point. And, and that's part of the documentation. You were calling it reality uh, television or reality radio. And to some extent, that's uh, part of what the show is. Anyway, thanks. Uh, anything else you want to share tonight? Oh, that's it. Have a good night. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's go. You know, on reality uh, television, they find the craziest people they can, stick them in a room together, and see what happens. How much reality uh, reality television have you watched? A little. Let's go to Dennis. Or um, this may not be Dennis. This is somebody on the amp line? Hello. This is Dennis. It is Dennis. Dennis, what's on your mind tonight? Greetings, gentlemen. Well, first, I, I do want to thank you for allowing me to have a wonderful cathartic moment about a week ago, and really, it was wonderful for me to expound my feelings about some of the crazy people. I don't even know what you're talking about. I do, I do apologize for uh, for that, but... I don't even know what you're fine. referencing, Dennis. <laughs> what really? A, oh, okay, cool. Well, whatever. So, so have you been on the show in the really? last week? I mean, has the... I remember there was a call a while back where you got pretty upset. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, there's, hey, there's a thread on the BBS about how whiny I was, so there you go. <laughs> well, they, they complain about everything. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> anyway, what's so, up, man? So I want to talk about Rand Paul and kind of like how that relates to New Hampshire. Okay, sure. And, you know, one of the callers earlier was asking the question about political act or, you know, an activist and a politician and, you know, what's appropriate for each role to do. And a great difference, I think, is if you see what's going on in New Hampshire with activists and politicians. Well, what is going on in New Hampshire? I'm sure you'll tell us here in a moment. Hang on. More with Dennis. He's from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. We'll talk about them and why New Hampshire is special. In a moment, 800-259-9231, and you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb has given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at bigheadpress.com slash pk. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. 
There we give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the website. Click over into the podcast and go all the way back to the beginning of 2009, all free for you at freetalklive.com. Government school is necessary to prepare young people for citizenship. After all, where else could a curious and creative individual learn how to be a meaningless part of a large and uniform group of dependent followers who are constantly being watched, managed, and told what to do? School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government-controlled education. You can visit their new website, schoolsucksproject.com, make your profile, join the forums, and help their ideas spread. Schoolsucksproject.com. As we go back to Dennis... Dennis Goddard from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is back on the show. Welcome back to uh, Free Talk Live, Dennis. Greetings, gentlemen. So you were going to somehow so, tie in Rand Paul into the uh, the burgeoning and exciting New Hampshire Liberty Movement. <laughs> so I, I first saw Rand Paul in person, and I, that might have been the only time. I'm not sure. But uh, it was at the 2007 Coalition of New Hampshire Taxpayers Annual Picnic. It's their one and only sort of fun-driving thing they do. And Rand Paul was there because Ron Paul couldn't be there, mm-hmm. uh, although it was pretty cool in that uh, when he was speaking, Rand, that is, he was completely surrounded, completely surrounded by people, you know, people in the crowd, people who paid to be in the picnic, members of the CNHT, with uh, blue Who is Ron Paul t-shirts from ronpaulhq.com, the New Hampshire outgrowth that made the t-shirts when no one at their, like, uh, you know, their their campaign you know i want you to go on with the story but you've just reminded me of something that i haven't thought of in a long time where you were talking about how ron paul couldn't make it so they sent Rand paul it's kind of like the fill-in oh you couldn't have ron so here's his son uh that's the one it reminds me of when i was in elementary school and i'm sure there are other people that are in my age range uh age bracket that uh that can relate to this when i was in elementary school there was this character on nickelodeon a television network called mr wizard now, Mr. Wizard, yeah. you remember Mr. Wizard? I love Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard was awesome, man. He was like, you know, kind of like a MacGyver for kids. He'd uh, do all this sciencey stuff, and he'd he'd build things that bubbled and indeed did neat things. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it, but I remember loving Mr. Wizard as a kid. And so they would tell us that uh, at the upcoming pep rally, they were going to have Mr. Wizard. And uh, so the time passes, the pep rally comes, and everybody's all jazzed, man. It's like, yeah, Mr. Wizard's coming to our school. This is going to be awesome. And so what ended up happening was instead of Mr. Wizard, it was some guy who comes out and he says, well, Mr. Wizard uh, sent me today because I'm his assistant or something like that. Basically, the line was Mr. Wizard couldn't make it, kids, but uh, I'm his assistant, so I'll be taking care of this today. And I think he then went and did some, you know, science Science tricks. But it wasn't the real deal. It wasn't the real McCoy. It wasn't really Mr. Wizard. And so they actually kept pulling this trick over the the years that we were in the, uh, the school. And we knew, we figured out real quick that it wasn't going to be Mr. Wizard the next time either. But there's always a new batch of kids that don't know better. So anyway, that just kind of reminded me of that. Go ahead with your story. You know, I was just jotting down a note to myself. I have to get some Mr. Wizard DVDs for my kid. That's, there you go. Yeah. So so anyways, the, the next person, he was obviously, you know, Rand was obviously practicing stump speeching, which is cool. No one knew he'd be in the U.S. Senate, right? But... The next person, or one of the people to do a some speech also that day, was a free stater, a woman by the name of Jen Coffey. And uh, if her ears are burning right now, she's probably listening to this. But she got up and gave a speech because she was running for the New Hampshire House of Representatives, and she was kind of just practicing. And I thought her speech kicked the butt off of Rand's speech. I was, I was literally tearing up when she was talking about 
being stuck in an apartment building in some big city uh, with her baby in her lap, with a gun in her lap, um, with some people beating down the door, and her just hoping that the police got there quickly so she didn't have to use a gun. Mm. And so her, she's, she's very involved with the Second Amendment sisters now, and, um, you know, she talks about human, you know, self-defense basically being a, a basic human right, and very convincingly. So this lady got herself elected to the New Hampshire House of Representatives in 2008. As, and and uh, she's a Free State Project member? Yes, she is. Okay. And just yesterday, a bill got signed of which she was the prime sponsor. Hmm. Now... Thing to remember about this lady. Oh, no, by the way, uh, one of the co-sponsors of the bill was a fellow named Joel. He uh, Joel Winters, who was the first free stater to be elected to the state house. And the two of these people were some of the prime activists who organized a very famous demonstration in front of the Capitol uh, about real ID back in God, I forget what year, 2006. The year we didn't get it to, to pass that we wouldn't follow real ID. Mm-hmm. Huge uh, front page of the Concord Monitor. Anyways, so these two people got a bill passed as of yesterday, that completely, there's no such thing as an illegal knife in the state of New Hampshire, which is a radical change really? from how things were three days ago. So this is a, um, a, a lot of the... Wait, 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 it's been signed by the governor? Well, here's the deal. Um, let me give you an idea of the accomplishment here. Um, in a primary Democratic legislature, for what it's worth, mm-hmm. um, and in a bill prime sponsored by a Republican, this bill passed... The House of Representatives on a voice vote. They didn't bother count. It was overwhelming. We just go mm. move on to the next thing. It went to the Senate where it was unanimously, unanimously uh, passed. Wow. And then the governor, who is allowed to not do anything with a bill, he can quietly let it pass no law like he does 95% of all bills. He chose to issue a little press release and have a little signing ceremony on this bill. Jeez. This now, is a real success story, It is a Dennis. real success story, and I'd like to point out that many people, and, and myself included, have said that essentially the, the successes of the Free State Project uh, on a political basis here in New Hampshire are going to be negative successes in the sense that, that they'll stop the government they'll from stop the government from growing in certain areas. This is the first real rollback, though. Right. right this is of. an actual rollback in government. This is a positive success. So, wait a minute, Dennis. Are you saying that I can have a switchblade on me in New Hampshire? And sell it. it does, you, you can possess it wherever you want, whenever you want. You could, Sweet. you know, it's, it's yours to buy, to sell, to manufacture, to do whatever you want with. Now I There's don't. Nothing in the law about it. There's no age limit. Well, well, city yes, there, there's know. something in, in the law about it for uh, convicted felons, this because is, the New Hampshire there? has the most, yeah, convi- most, oh, uh, that's but so it's, lame. it's, it's just on, I think it's on uh, what they call cane swords, hmm. um, which is a sword that is pr- hidden in a cane or Mark, something. Mark, I guess you're just going to have to go and get yourself elected, so you can uh, r- roll back I, all the convicted felons? I don't stuff. think I need a cane sword. I'm a Quaker. But uh, wouldn't you like no, to roll back no, the convicted felons? You're, you're, you're into the whole, uh, the, the, the cannabis thing, I, I, I hear. Yeah. So I thought you'd be interested in one of the other free staters who is also a first termer and a Republican for what it's worth, a guy named Cal Pratt, um, who has been elected to the state house. He sponsored a bill, was the prime sponsor actually of a bill to tax and regulate marijuana. So basically you get a license from the state to sell marijuana for any purpose whatsoever, including recreational use. And, you know, yes, they tax it. But, yes, you can buy drugs. And that bill went to the, of course, Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee in the House of Representatives, which is completely staffed by ex-freaking cops, except for Mm -hmm. the two pro-marijuana guys from Keene who are communists. 
Yep. <laughs> yes, <That's great. laughs> they are good on marijuana. There's no doubt about that. Well, well, it, I want to hear the rest of this. You can tell us some right? more in a moment. Can you, on, can you hang on, Dennis? On the radio. They're jerks. <laughs> hang, hang on, hang on, Dennis. <laughs> hang on. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. We'll find out what happened uh, with the war on drugs. So an actual rollback of the state here now. Is the state rolling back in uh, aggregate? No, but it's that's something positive, really. It's great news. Have you considered leaving America? In Asia, you can live like royalty in a tropical paradise for a fraction of the cost. Let PathToAsia.com help you escape the ever-growing burden of taxation and regulation. PathToAsia.com's consultants will guide you through the entire process, helping you find a job, housing, and even a companion before you make the move. Join the increasing wave of Americans moving to Asia while you still can. Visit PathToAsia.com and sign up for your free trial today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can visit our website. We've got a lot of features there, and we give them away, unlike those other talk shows that would like to charge you for their sites. Ours is free, including features like the webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com, and you can watch and listen to the show, as well as interact with other listeners, because our chat room is right there on the very same page. So watch, listen, chat with other listeners all free at cam.freetalklive.com, which is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. MemoryDealers.com is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They have, uh, they're the, they have the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They're in stock and ready to ship the overnight delivery, MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. As we continue here with your phone calls, I think Dennis may be back with us here. I dropped off the line. Is this Dennis? Yes, this is. Thank right, you. Dennis, so you I was talking about these jerks in the, in the Criminal Justice Committee and the, the House of Representatives. Yeah. Yeah, one of these jerks, it turns out, is running for governor because mm. he doesn't think the current governor is lefty enough. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that, that's okay what he's doing. That, you know, I called him a jerk. He's, he's going to be on my show like uh, in a couple of weeks, and he argues with me every single Wednesday when I give him a gold standard. He wants to, you know, argue. Oh, he does not like libertarians. Yeah, yeah. This, this same guy told me, um, you know, in the state house, he said, I think they should bring back the 90% income tax bracket. What do you think? I said, absolutely yeah, yeah, not. Do you want to stifle innovation in the United States? And, of course, you know, off, off we go to the races at that point. Well, he's an FDR lover then. Uh, didn't the Depression last 17 years because of FDR's tax policies? So anyway, so, so anyways, this guy who is good on marijuana, but everybody else, well, everyone but one on that, on that committee largely is cops and ex-cops and chiefs of police and ex-chiefs of police. It's, it's the cops thing. And, you know, big surprise when the attorney general and the chiefs of police and all of that testify that, you know, any kind of marijuana change is going to cause social breakdown, they listen. So, however, a free stater, another one that was elected to the state house, his first term, his first time he's ever been in the state house, a bill that he submitted got voted to retain, to, to stay, not to kill. Basically, they want to study it and bring it back next year, talk about it more and figure out the details. and. 
it's amazing. This video is on YouTube of these cops, these long-time cops, saying, look, this goes against everything I've ever believed about marijuana policy, but I cannot escape the conclusions. I cannot escape the logic I've been hearing over and over, mm. and I have to go along with this. Wow. So so the the logical, persuasive points that the, the marijuana reformers have been making in front of these former cops has started to sway them. Now, the amazing thing is, right, that's three people, three people who got elected. There's another one that's been doing other things. I won't belabor the point. All of these three people in the state house were basically trained by one uh, mastermind politician libertarian guy who was named Don Gorman, and he was the first political director of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. And what he's doing right now is uh, basically training a clutch of liberty people who are going to be running in 2010. What's it looking like, Dennis? I mean, because we've been talking about this over the years. As as somebody who has openly on this show been somewhat uh, critical toward the uh, political side of things, but at the same time understanding that there's something different about New Hampshire. There's something... One of the, If you go, to the new, you go to the Free State Project's website, you read the 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire... It's really persuasive from a political perspective. The uh, the districts are smaller. There's fewer people here than in many other places. So it's just easier and cheaper to run political elections. It's not really the uh, it's not the realm of the elite here in New Hampshire. They only yeah. get paid a hundred bucks a year and et, et cetera, et cetera. So there's other reasons why it's actually possible to have an effect. And what you're telling us here are some real success stories, and you've you've been great about that uh, over time. But one of the things that's that has been an issue is that it takes two years for the uh, for somebody who moves to New Hampshire to qualify to run for a uh, state rep position. If you wanted to no, run for city council, true. no, that's only true in the barest legal sense of the word. But in any real sense of the word, if you are trying to become a member of the House of Representatives, it takes you two years, and in two years it can be done. But if you move here and think, "Oh man, I can't do it for two years," you've already lost. In two years, you can win. You can know everybody in that little town, and you can win. Yeah, you can. Um, you can volunteer. You can. Uh, oh, oh, you're saying you're saying build your rep in the town for two years and then run. And the, and what all of these people do is they volunteer. This one lady is an EMT. She's an emergency, you know, medical technician. Mm-hmm. Um, you get things like that. People who volunteer in the community. Those are the ones that people will elect. So, uh, so what's what's it looking like? I mean, because the, the but as far as qualifying for the election, you have to have been living on on the voter rolls basically for two years in New Hampshire, and so the bulk of the movers for the Free State Project are really starting to show up within the last couple of years. There were some early early people that they ran, and those are the winners. You're t- the people that have won that you're talking about, the four winners of the elections in the past. What was it, two thousand eight? There was a few people that won, and then before that, there was one person that won. Uh, so this year, right. how many and people those, are those running? People were- so, you know, the people that won last time in 2008, um, most of the people that ran on the Liberty ticket ran as Republicans. And in 2008, all people knew was they did not want more Republicans. I think in 2008, so that, 2008, the, 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 Repu- the Republicans grew in number in the House, but and all of them that grew were almost all uh, very, very high on the, the, the NHLA. That's the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance's um, ratings. ratings of, uh, you know, their, their sort of liberty ratings. So Republicans grew. They just didn't grow as, as much as I think. I, certainly they're going to grow in 2010. But it's pretty late. In the, it's pretty early, rather, in the election game here in New Hampshire this year. So what are we looking at, Dennis? I mean, you said they're training candidates. It's liberty-oriented candidates. How many people that you know of personally have thrown their hat in the ring, so to speak? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to, to put a number on it. Um, I believe we have 
one dozen to two dozen what I call hardcore, really in it to win it candidates. Mm-hmm. Which and, you know, given if if half of them, hell, if a third of them get in, we will at minimum double our number, which is huge. But what's really exciting to me is people who are I think there is one free stater. He's running in the state senate. Um, a fellow named um, Jim Forsyth. Forsyth yeah who was known as a Ron Paul Republican. He ran for Congress as a Ron Paul Republican, and he sort of found Ron Paul at the Free State Project Liberty Forum. Yeah, longtime supporter of, uh, of this program, Jim Forsyth. So he's running for state Senate. Very credible. I didn't think we'd get a beachhead in the Senate of any kind for years and years. That's a totally different cat. So we'll see. And we have at least three strong Liberty people. Jim is very strong. Senate. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to point out, Dennis, that uh, the the focus has been on the House, and, and it'd be great if Jim got in the Senate, and I've supported him and sent money to him. I think he's I think he's a great candidate. I don't want to diminish him, but I think that in the House, this has been said by Don Gorman, by you, and it's 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 the truth. If there are three dozen really liberty minded individuals in the New Hampshire House, that is essentially the uh, the number by which most laws pass or fail. Yeah. And that is if, the libertarian veto. Right. It's the libertarian veto. If you if we can get 36 people and it's extraordinarily doable, we're growing all the time. If we can get 36 people in there and then you essentially have this voting block where the Republicans and Democrats have to come to us to say exactly we, it's a game we changer. Please? We're no longer playing defense at that point. We right. are on the offense. And now these guys whether it's the House or the Senate, wherever they're blocking something that we want, whether it be jury nullification, whether it be doing something with marijuana reform, whether it be firearms, with schooling, everything, these people are going to have to work their butts off to now, stop us. Dennis, what is the, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance? People can go to nhliberty.org. You can get a forum there. There's ways you can support from outside of New Hampshire, support what the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is doing. It seems to me to be the most effective liberty, political liberty organization I think that's out there. Um, I mean, I mean, across the country, it's incredibly effective, and what you're doing is unprecedented with the ratings of the the candidates or the ratings of the politicians and the ratings of the the bills and that sort of thing. Uh, but what do you all do? What do you offer for these candidates? Training? Uh, do you do you endorse the candidates? We do endorse the candidates, which seems to be a kiss of something very good. Certainly not death. Uh, most of the candidates that we endorse generally get through, and many of them they put up. You know, front and center, and it doesn't hurt to be the Liberty Alliance candidate supported. Now, will the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance get behind an open anarchist? Because Andrew Carroll is planning on running as a Democrat out here in Keene as an open anarchist. I support him 100. percent Fantastic. All right, Dennis. Hey, thanks as always for the updates. Uh, keep us in the loop. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. And thanks again. 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Wayne. And Mark. 
And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Another way that you can benefit liberty, great liberty-oriented organizations, is by shopping at Newegg. Uh, you can go to newegg.freetalklive.com. We haven't mentioned this on, uh, on the show in a little while tonight, but Wayne, you reminded me of it earlier. Uh, newegg.freetalklive.com. The money that we get from that purchase is actually delivered directly to the bank account of the CD Evolution Fund. So it doesn't even stop with Free Talk Live. It's, it's, our, it's our Newegg account. It's our commission account. But we decided uh, that we we're going to uh, send all of the, the money that we raised through it to the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. So you can go to Newegg, which, as you know, if you've been to the site, is an incredible site for ordering things like computer parts, mm-hmm. uh, various different electronics, televisions, monitors, things like that. If you're building a computer or repairing a computer, Newegg is the place to go on the internet there's user reviews of everything that they have in there and it's really it's a really useful resource uh plus they'll send a percentage or so of their uh their their net to the cd evolution fund cdevolution.org and uh, you can go to newegg.freetalklive.com all right so let's continue with your calls ladies first helen is listening to wnyy in ithaca helen you're on free talk live with ian wayne and mark hi good evening hey helen um you know I, all right i'm not Doing anything with the census, this census, but I, I, I was, um, well, I was like a step above an enumerator. I was a coordinator, or something. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a trainer, you know, the census. You don't and, just count; you add to. <laughs> you don't ca- just count; you add to. It's a census joke, and apparently, it fell flat. <laughs> okay, I get no. Now I get it. Okay, get it. but um, like what? All right, since like a few months ago, and actually I don't understand this because I don't know why a few months ago anybody was working on the census, but there was a guy who was like brutally murdered who was a census worker. Do you, do you remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't they, didn't they find out that he actually killed himself? No, no, he didn't kill himself. Was this the guy that was hanging from the tree? And they had fed painted on him or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this guy's practically a, an urban legend. Um, you know, we, we did look into him because... You know, it, <laughs> at the time it was kind of a, it was a pretty big story, and we we looked into him, and it and it looks like there's um, there's a lot of hoaxy stuff around this particular uh, killing or d- well, death. Gets, like so much um, publicity in the media. Um, yes, you know, the initial the, story the, the initial story had uh, some misreported facts in it. Uh, number one thing that was misreported was that the word "fed" was scrawled on his belly or his yeah, chest. Yes. That's yeah, not yeah. true. Uh, also, what happened? They, they were reporting it as a possible homicide, but turns out he uh, now the police are saying he killed himself. So it okay, really so ended I, up not I, being. I, hmm? It sounds like you know, uh, like I, I done legal research, you know, to make money before. Um, but it sounds like neither of us we don't have like the facts. Certainly, neither of us have the facts. We're not doing the investigation, but I, I'm well, just giving you the. Like, we're looking up on the internet. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all anyone can do right now. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's okay. I just. I see it okay, on my partner's but screen. I'm just saying, like, now you've got these guys, these people, and there's so many unemployed people, and they're working now temporarily, working as enumerators for the census. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you shouldn't be stirring up trouble for these poor people. who are Because I actually, I did that work myself. And, like, um, the one person who you had on the, the phone a few calls before, you'd never ask a person how much money they make or anything, you know, because I had both, well... They actually sent me out after they fired like everybody else because 
because I'm a, I'm a pretty, like, friendly, kind person. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to deal with the difficult people, you yeah, know? You got the crazies. And, and yeah, and, and, and I, you know, I know both the long and the short firm. This is 10 years ago. And, um, and the, no, but you never ask anybody how much money they made or something like that. Well, that's like one of that. the questions. On, on, I believe it's the short form, too. Yeah, isn't it? it categories it of not. I mean, I, I sent in my short form, and uh, no way do they ask how much money. It must be the long form, then. I hesitate to, to, to talk to, to somebody who, who uh, you know, says they did it for a living, says that it didn't happen. Are you saying that there weren't categories of how much one made? No. None of no, that. There, there, but that, this, that, was, that, this was the 2000. Well, that, all right. That didn't happen 10 years ago. And oh. this year, I received myself a short form, and I just filled it out, and I sent it back, you know. And had you know, there's no questions about income. And I remember when I had to even go back and like interview person to person, like these quote unquote difficult people. Mm-hmm. You know, I never asked them how. It's well, maybe I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't answer the question on how much I made. It's just not. It's none of the yeah, government's business. But I, um, you know, one none one thing that I business. find the most offensive about this is asking people's ethnicity. I feel yes, the, the government race. spends a great deal of time trying to separate people by this particular quantitative. Oh, I agree with that. You know what you can do? Check every box. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I've never. I haven't even gotten my census form. That's the other thing about this is, you know, what good is this counting method they have when they miss people? I know lots of people that say I've never seen a census form. And that means that the government is failing to count. If you if they miss one person, how many people have they missed? And if they miss ten percent of the population, what do they do to make up for those numbers? Are they just guessing? Yeah, I know, but but if you have a good local office, which we do here, I mean it's good for you because then you get counted and you get more like I don't want anything more from what? The, more I, what? Don't, I don't want anything. I know you know. But I, I I wanted to hear what you had to say, I'm sorry. No, I mean, you, you, you get, get more, more funding. They, they want to know, like, how many, you know, like, as far as your budget for education. And, you know, like, not everybody can be homeschooled and stuff, you know. So Sure, but the, the education, I mean, the federal government only dishes out 6% when it comes to a school budget. So, I mean, when you're, when you're deviating that number, you know, they're moving it up a little bit and a little, um, little bit up, a little bit down. But 94% of the budget is coming from the state and the local um, in, in Property taxes. For me, yeah. it's about principle. I wouldn't care if my uh, census form made the difference in something happening with the federal government or not. Uh, for me, Ian it's doesn't pay prin- taxes, so I mean, for, you know. well, I don't pay the the federal government as much as I can avoid. But uh, the for me, it's about the principle of not participating with a coercive violence uh, violent agency. Well, I, I'm not a violent. No, no, no. You're not violent. And the the nice census people that have come by to talk to me have not been violent. They have not even threatened violence, which I appreciate. But the fact is the federal government is an agency of coercive force. It is a monopoly on violence. And last night we read the story about how the soldiers in Afghanistan are executing prisoners. Yeah, I know. But I hope you would just be kind to these. They're, they're unemployed people. Oh, I've been nothing working. but kind. And, uh, and by the way, we're keeping them employed. If they have to come back four times, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that keeps them employed. I've it been, doesn't unemploy them. If everybody that's filled that's out their employed. form and sent it in, then they would be unemployed. One thing you can't accuse me of is not being kind to these folks. You can see my video interactions with them at freekeen.com. Just, oh, uh, okay. it's, it's, it's all up there. And, and they're very, they've been very nice, and I've been very nice to them in my refusals to participate. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate thank hearing you. from you. At 800-259-9231. It's the right thing to do to not participate as much as possible with a gang of, uh, of you know, thugs. And I'm not saying the census workers are thugs. They're, like she said, just people looking for work. 
and that's what most government people are. But the fact is, behind every government program, there are men with guns who are willing to wield them against you or and put you in one of their cages. Behind every single program. And they could bring the men with guns out for the census if they wanted to, but they're not going to do it. It would be bad for their image, and it seems like it seems unlikely they will they will do that. We'll find out, though. Well, this is also an election year, too. This is true. Let's continue with Pam listening in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Pam. Hi, good evening. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I was wondering how you felt about the process for nominating Supreme Court nominees, whether you feel like I do, that it's becoming so partisan so political and so uh, unbelievably unfriendly that you wonder who else who else would even want to become a, a Supreme Court nominee. <laughs> Hasn't it always been uh, No, I don't think it has. I no? think she's well, right. I think it's somewhat, gotten more partisan. Some, well, back in the FDR days, uh, he even threatened to stack the court with extra people. And did. Right. And, and did, right. But you know what I, I found interesting? About maybe a month ago, they on a TV show, they had uh, a, de- a, a Democrat, a Republican, and they had Ron Paul, and they were talking about uh, Supreme Court nominations, and and they got and the the Democrat and the Republican were arguing that they should have Obama should either uh, nominate a Repo- a uh, conservative, yeah right, or or a liberal, and then Ron yeah. Paul says, well, why not just uh, uh, how about a libertarian? And, and then the lady who's the so called liberal says, wow, what a concept, somebody who's fair. <laughs> right. That's right. I mean, I, I would think that people would just look and say, gee, who is the best person to do the job, you know, and, and then leave all the politics out of it. I mean, even for this other, this poor nominee, they're even looking at her sexuality. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, that's not, that's a non-issue. You I know? agree that it's a non-issue, but um, it, it, it would be very Pollyannish to believe that, um, that, that they would look at who's the best for the job. The person in Washington, D.C. that's best for the job is the person who's going to stuff the most money into the pocket of the politician that um, you know that is giving that particular vote. And I mean, that's how it works. bad laws they pass. The too. best thing that could happen would be for the federal government to go away. Then we won't have to uh, deal with this issue anymore. And I thank you for the call tonight. We're out of time. That's it has it. been Ian with you and Wayne and Mark. We shall return tomorrow night. And you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And yes, the uh, the money question was not on the census, at least not this year. We'll see you tomorrow. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. Okay, so this is a very unusual edition of the Edgington Post. I'm, um, I'm I'm recording it on my my cell phone here, and I guess an MP3 file or something like that. And I am interviewing my wife, <laughs> Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Okay. And uh, you know, Laura Laura is not the one for the limelight. This isn't her kind of thing. But um, I wanted to talk about the baby reading kit and our experience, a baby reading kit at babyreadingkit.com, and our experience with it, because we are extraordinarily happy with. And I think that, um, oh, I don't know, the fact that I've pitched so many products throughout the years that, you know, maybe my word doesn't have the strength that uh, that somebody else's does. And I don't use the product on the, the day-to-day basis like like Laura uh, does. So um, let's, let's kind of give a little uh, a, a background here. Um, we uh, Tell people how you found out about the baby reading kit, Laura. Well, while I was down in Florida visiting my mom, uh, she has TV, which we don't have, you know, cable TV uh, where we live. So we were watching the Sprout Channel, and there's all these advertisements on there for this other 
um, baby reading kit. And I don't know, like every time that thing came on, Jack would stop and stare. And so I was curious about it. So I went online and I started looking at, okay, what are people saying about this? What are people saying about the program? You know, and I got a little bit of negative feedback from that particular program about their customer service, blah, blah, blah. And somewhere along the line, I, I found out about um, Monkey See, Monkey Do, the baby reading kit. And so I looked into that one a little bit. And I asked Mark to contact them and, That's me. <laughs> and see if we could get uh, the Monkey See, Monkey Do videos for Jack. So he did. And we got them. And Jack absolutely loved them. He would go to sleep at night sometimes saying, monkey, monkey. And he would <laughs> wake up, and the first thing in the morning, he'd be saying, monkey or monkey shapes, because there's the three videos. There's the baby words, the shapes, and the colors. And so he went on a kick for monkey shapes, monkey shapes. And he wanted to see the monkey shapes ones. So we played that one over and over and over. And then we did the you know monkey colors, monkey colors. And we did that one over and over and over again. And so, well, hold on, hold on, just one second. I want to, um, you know, so we've we watched. Gosh, it, was it two months, three months worth of monkeys? Two. Yeah, two, two or three months. Two, you said. Um, two. Okay, two, two months worth of nothing but essentially monkey see, monkey do shapes and and uh, colors and stuff. And and I'll admit that you know, seeing the same thing over and over again, I got a little bored of hearing it. So I was kind of happy when the in the last two weeks, Jack Jack went crazy over Thomas the Tank Engine. He just decided, you know, that's what he wanted to see. But and then we've we've um, since you know, I'm really sick of Thomas. And um, then we've we've thrown in a little Barney. And you know, so for Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, Essentially, it's the same story every single time. It's um, you know you take your anthropomorphic, out of date piece of machinery, and that machinery uh, decides that it wants to go fast for whatever reason. I mean, because what's a train do? It goes forward, back, faster, slow. <laughs> um, it decides it wants to go fast for whatever reason, for some competitive reason against the other anthropomorphic, out of date machinery, and um, you know then something bad happens, either you know something blows up or whatever, and then. You know the the, the uh, Sir Topham Hatch shows up. He says, "You have caused confusion and delay." The uh, the anthropomorphic, out of date piece of machinery is contrite, and um, then it, uh, it it does a much better job. And the other anthropomorphic, uh, out of date pieces of machinery welcome it back for its uh, you know uh, mishap. And I you know I've I've seen uh, he's a very useful engine. That's right. And then he's a very useful engine, <laughs> and so I've had enough of that. And so we tossed him a little Barney and when. What I've noticed is that the monkey see, monkey do videos, every minute of every show, they're teaching the child colors and shapes and letters, well, not letters, but uh, words, um, numbers. They're, they're teaching them all kinds of things, whereas the other ones are more entertainment. Barney's better than Thomas, but it's, it's much more um, educational. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, um, what I like about Barney is is the songs, I guess, the music, mm -hmm. where um, but you know, Monkey See has has great music too. So I I think Thomas is my least favorite <laughs> of the three that that Jack likes. Um, unfortunately, um, he's been on a big Thomas kick the last. Boys time. like things with wheels, I and mean, that's that's the reality of it. Um, but um, but yeah, I I 
think considering how much we watched the monkey see, monkey do videos for two months, I got sick of Thomas much quicker than I, I never really got sick of the monkey see. Yeah, much much more quickly, much more quickly, and uh, yeah, he only gets to watch them basically when he sits to eat. It keeps him, you know, keeps him sort of stationary, which is a difficult thing with a uh, two-year-old boy. Um, is, is that about right? That essentially the monkey see, monkey do's was was mostly for for meal times. Mostly, but you know, he he would wake up in the mornings and he'd want to see him, and and he'd you know get upset if he couldn't see him. So he really watched him, and, and I kind of struggled with that because I think we're we're brainwashed a little bit into you know TV is bad for kids, mm -hmm. especially, you know, under twos and twos, and they shouldn't be watching TV. So I think I had to overcome a little bit of that with the monkey see, monkey do, because I, you know, once I watched it, I was like, you know, this is good stuff, and they're, you know, and he likes the songs, and he, um, and, and yeah, it is. There's, know, there's poetry, too, which I think is interesting. Really, yeah, really nice, you know use of language and, and there's a lot of stuff in it that I really like so I think it helped me overcome a little bit of that guilt about letting him watch TV and to me it's really not, there's, there should be a separation between TV and these educational videos yeah. um, and I think that sometimes there's, there's still a little prejudice against oh well you're just sitting them in front of the TV and you know, there, there's a certain amount of that's going on. I mean, he enjoys the videos. He's completely entertained um, by the Monkey See, Monkey Do videos. We've certainly been using them in the last two weeks, but he's been on his kick with uh, Thomas. And, but I think that the most um, important thing that I wanted to talk about today, I, I wanted to give a little background on Monkey See, Monkey Do videos, but the most important thing I wanted to talk about was what has happened in our family in the last two or three days. Um, and so um, tell me tell me your experience, So um, just in your words. Cause well, along with the Monkey See, Monkey Do videos, um, the Baby Reading Kit has flashcards. and It's like 130 bucks for these things, and there's a one-year guarantee and money back and they'll, you know, all kinds of good stuff that goes with it. Right. So there's all these flashcards, there's all these words, and since he was such on the shapes and color kit, we really kind of concentrated on the shapes and the colors flashcards. And even in the last two weeks, you know, since he's been on this Thomas Kiss so much, I probably really haven't done the flashcards with him as much as I was doing the flashcards with him because I guess in a way, you know, I could do the flashcards and not watch the video as much, so it was kind of a substitution. I'd be like, oh, no, let's go do the flashcards instead. And he would, sometimes he'll drag the flashcards. If he can, if he can get them down and out or whatever, he'll drag them to you and say, read this, read this, read this. Mm -hmm. He will. And so, we, but we really, I don't know, I I hadn't been doing them that Not as often. Not as often in the last couple of weeks. And then I got so sick of Thomas, I was like, no, let's go do flashcards. <laughs> and we did the flashcards. And in the last two, three days, all of a sudden, he is saying the words. Like, I show him the word, and then when you flip it over, it has the picture of what it is. So I showed him all of the shapes, and he really loves shapes. And I showed him the shapes, and he said, octagon, when I flipped oct octagon, you know, the word octagon, he said octagon, and the word star, he said star, um, he said diamond, you know, and it just kind of blew me away, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, he really is memorizing these words, you know, right. when it's on the video and he would say the word when they flash the word, 
I kind of chalk that up to, well, he's memorizing the pattern, the order, because it's the same pattern every time on the video. But when I do the flashcards, I always mix them, and, and she recommends that you always mix them so that there isn't a pattern or order that he can Memorize. Right, that's Krista Gagarnol, who is the uh, creator of uh, Baby Reading Kit at babyreadingkit.com. And um, you know what? I I think that we're so stunned by the success of this program that we're not even saying that Jack is reading these words. Like it doesn't show up to me as sort of reading. But when you show him a flashcard that says the word red and all the all the colors of all the the letters are the same color. So he's not he's not being given any clue as to what this thing says except the letters R E D. And he says red. And he's and um he you know he's excited about playing these games with the flashcards with mommy and spending that kind of time with mommy and having that kind of attention. And he can do these um letters and, and there should be a video shortly up at babyreadingkit.com of Jack doing this, um, of, of seeing them. But there's also a video of uh, Krista's son, I believe it's her son, maybe somebody else's son entirely, uh, doing it also, at, I think it's hers, um, of doing it also. But, you know, it, when I learned to read, I learned to read in kindergarten. I, I remember an experience where we were all sitting in the class, you know, tiny little chairs, tiny little people sitting in the class, and, um, you know, the teacher wrote, I think it was cat or it might have been dog, up on the board in big letters, and we were to tell her what it was. Now, there was one kid that could read, and his name was like Roger or something. His hand, of course, goes up, and she's like, no, Roger, not you, everybody but you. And we just stared there at five or six years old, because that's how, how you, old you are in kindergarten. Uh, we just stared dumbfounded at this uh, word and, and didn't know. And I think she told us, pre like the previous week we had it down, but then we kind of forgot it or whatever. And, uh, you know, so I learned to read, you know, my first words at five or six. Jack's reading at two. He is... Um, 25 months yeah. old. 20, yeah, he just, he's 25 months old. Yeah, so he's he's reading at words at two. And I can only imagine what kind of jump start this child's going to have over, um, you know, children of his age. Now, we don't intend to send them to public school. That's not our intention. But And, and it, it seems like you're kind of holding them back by sending them to public school if they're that far ahead. But what was your experience learning to read? Do you remember um, an experience like like I've uh, related? You know, I, do, I don't remember exactly learning how to read. Um, there's there's not a clear memory for me, but I know that it was like first grade. Yeah. It's just stupefying to sit there and see a child of Jack's age looking at words and reading them. And the Baby Reading Kit teaches you how to sort of make your own reading kits where they can then re read sentences and things like that. And, and Mark and I actually made a book um, which... Jack loves because it's pictures of him and his family, and so we we made words, and um, so as you know, the one says, "My name is Jack," and then you flip the page, and there's a picture of Jack, mm -hmm. and you know, I live with my daddy, and then there's a picture of Jack and his daddy, and, and my mommy, and then there's a picture of me and Jack, and and his dog, and and the cat, and things know. that are very important to him. Right, and and he loves it. I mean, the fir first day we we. We did it at night when he was sleeping. The next morning, he was just like, and we read it like three, four times in a row because he loved it. He could, you know, see pictures of things in his life, and and you know, mommy was telling him a story about him and his life. So, so that's I think very useful too. Is is the information that you get with the baby reading kit to do a lot of this stuff ex extended beyond 
um, the basics of what she has. In fact, I was I was thinking that um, this week I need to go and get some cardstock and do some more. Um, just Jack is very into numbers also, and so I wanted to do you know do the the numeral one and then the word one on the other side makes like flashcards of of the numbers and the words that go along with the numbers. So he could read the word one and then look at the numeral one. He knows the numerals. He knows the numerals. We were in the grocery store the other day and the aisle was eight and he's like, eight, eight. <laughs> right. It's, uh, you know, and, and obviously we're, you know, doting older parents of a single child who stay at the home with them all the time and, you know, we're very excited and that gives that kind of um, focus on a child. It's going to, you know, cause them to learn better, but I think that this baby reading kit is an incredible tool for teaching um, your child to, to read. I mean, it, it, it's such an incredible claim, but we've got a 25-year-old month, uh, 20, excuse me, 25-month-old child who is, uh, who's reading, and it's, uh, it, it, it's an incredible experience. Um, so what, if, if somebody's looking at purchasing, you know, for the $130, I believe is what it is for the full complete kit, if somebody's thinking about spending that kind of money um, on baby reading kit, what do you got to say to them? Um, when you really break it down and you look at what you get for your $130, I think when I first look at it, you're like, ooh, $130. But when you look at it, you get three videos, you get all these flashcards, you get an instructional vid you know, video, you get, you know, just a really, and you start breaking that down as to, you know, per dollar what you're getting, and it's really a good deal. Um, you get a child that reads. <laughs> of course, you get a child. Yeah, you actually do get that. But 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 even if it, if you're looking at it just from the entertainment standpoint of it, you're going to spend, you know, the the ten to twenty dollars on these other videos that are just entertainment and aren't educational and aren't teaching and so forth. And you're spending that twenty dollars and you're ticking away that twenty dollars here, that ten dollars there, that and by the time you know it, you have spent that hundred and thirty dollars on something and your child hasn't gotten to learn how to read. Yeah, you know, when you when you mentioned the other videos, and, and I don't have experience with everything, but we've we've got some Sesame Streets and Barney and some Thomas and and I don't know what else. And certainly, these other videos do spend time on trying to educate some more than others. I think say Sesame Streets a little better than Barney, and Barney's a little better than Thomas as far as educational stuff. But it doesn't. Um, I mean, you know, teaching a child is repetition. Repetition, you know, it's essentially you're brainwashing the child to to uh, learn how to read and the numbers and things like that. And so the, the, the information has to be repeated. And that is done in the baby reading kit. And the video is really a great tool for that because, you know, the, the repetition that you get, you get you, the video is so easy for that. You know, instead of you spending so much of your time doing that, it's automatic, you know. And it's entertaining and it's fun for him and he really loves it. Um, I was thinking of another one and I can't think of that one, but it... There, you know, there's there's a lot of other ones that are that are entertaining and educational. It's just that this one combines the reading and 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 she will tell you, you know, he is learning to sight read. Yeah, I wanted to go over that because um, I know many of my listeners. I know Gardner Goldsmith, and I and my myself are fans of phonics. Mm -hmm. I am a fan of phonics, as as are you, right? Oh, absolutely. Right now, um, but what Krista says in this, and she's done a lot of research, and I tend to believe her. She's an expert, you know, and I mean, certainly you get experts that say anything all the time. Um, but what I tend to believe is that she says um, that phonics is great for kids that are like four and four and five, five and up, mm -hmm. and that sight reading is 
superior for children that are under those ages, and obviously Jack's under that age, and he can learn phonics, and we'll teach him phonics when the time comes, but, you know, up until that point, he's looking, he is reading these words, and I mean, and I guess that the reason that you and I are a little stupefied when we see him do it is he doesn't do it in the phonics method that we learned. Um, we learned, you know, red. You know, you would look at it and you'd sound out the letters and things like that, and that's not happening. He looks, he says, he sees R-E-D, R-E-D spells red, he says red. Correct. He, um, and, and so I guess that, you know, like to me there's a little bit of like he's sight reading, he's memorizing that the, this combination, like this, it means this this word, and I say it this way. So he's he's not learning phonics. He's not. A, but the amazing thing that you know Krista says, and I I believe is that he is he will kind of probably learn phonics on his own. And obviously, if he doesn't, we will teach him. But um, more or less, they they figure out the phonetic patterns because they. They learn so many words by sight, and then they figure out, hey, you know, that one and that one both do, you know, start with this, and they both make the same sound, and, and he'll make those connections in his brain. So, um, and the other claim of it is, you know, even if, if they don't figure it out themselves, it will come to them so much quicker when you do teach it to them because they have this background of sight reading. Sure, he, he can already read. I mean, phonics is a little easier to get once you can already do that. Okay, um, so I, I think we've pretty much gone over all the aspects of it. Um, I recommend, and I don't know, you recommend the Baby Reading Kit? Absolutely. Okay, you, um, we recommend the Baby Reading Kit at babyreadingkit.com for your family. Um, and, you know, I, I, can't say, I can't say enough about it. Thanks very much. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. 